Don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet underneath. They put you in a pine wood box and cover you. Tonight, we're taking the train back to Exorcismville and discussing the case of the exorcism of Roland Doe. The story that stemmed the idea for the movie The Exorcist. It's Halloween, and we're about to do this creepy thing. Listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the Midnight Train Podcast. As you begin to decompose a slimy beetle with demons' eyes, choose through stomach and out your Hello! Passengers. Oh my. Welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast. Thank you. Where we bring the dark to light. We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. Yes, we are a comedy podcast and shit can get pretty dark. (laughs) Exactly. So if you're into that, no hard feeling, or if you're not into that, <laughs> no hard feelings. But if you are, thanks for being just as fucked up and twisted as we are. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. Very nice, very nice. Fuck, I hate how fitting that is. <laughs> and with me always are my co-hosts, Mr. Moody and Logan. Yeah. That was just for Logan. Also I fitting. feed off of your hate. <laughs> so listen, we are going to save the business shit until the end. Oh. oh. So let's just get into this. Cool. Get All right. What? This. What is this? Well, let's turn down the lights. Okay. Adjust our seats. Yeah. Grab a drink. Done. And let's get Halloween spooky. Halloweeny. Right. <laughs> Here's a toast to all you beautiful. Motherfuckers. What the sounds like Moody That shit is dissolve, if you know what I'm saying. So why such an ominous drink pop today? Well, first and foremost, happy Halloween. Right? Halloweeny. You bunch of beautiful bastards. It is. This is uh, obviously before Halloween, but this is our Halloween episode. Right. It's a couple days from now. You know what I mean? So what are you are you dressing up for Halloween? Um yes. What are you what are you dressing up? I'm going to be a podcast host. That is pretty scary. That's right. I know. It's scary as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, no, I don't think no? I'm dressing up. All right. Yeah, I don't think so. I got a masquerade mask. That's about it. Lame. Yeah. I'm dressing up what, as about, the mayor. what about you, Logan? I'm dressing up as the mayor from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I got a little lampshade that I can spin around my head, so I take the different faces, and I'm just going to yell, Jack! The whole time. That does Boy. not sound child appropriate. <laughs> I don't know. That's what Ava told me to dress up. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the granddaughter, she's going as Jack Skellington. Oh. And okay. mom is going as, uh, um, what, what is she going as? Whatever the chick's name is. I, I thought she was going as the. Uh, oh, yeah. Oogie Boogie. Yeah, Oogie Boogie. That's what it is. Yeah. Oogie Boogie Man. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. She finally finished a, uh, the coat that she was crocheting for it, too. Oh, nice. It's fucking. How come I knew that and you said she was going as the chick? I don't, because I don't know who the hell I am. (laughs) Well, we've got some pretty crazy and creepy stuff going on today, so let's do do? this. Yes. Okay. So, 
Question, do you guys believe in demons? Yes, we're um, in a room with two of them. So, uh, it's a good question. Uh, I would say because I'm not a religious man that technically, no. Okay. But, uh... What about possession? Yes, to a point, yeah. And I don't mean, like, you know, owning something. Like, oh, oh, well. Like, you see this computer, I possess it. That's nine-tenths of the law. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, are you afraid that at some point in your life, a being from hell or possibly another plane of existence could enter your body and wreak havoc mm. on your body, your mind, and your soul? I think No, be because I don't know what in their right mind would want to be in my body. True that. Yeah. 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 It would be more of a hell for them than me. Well, um, that they could possibly even kill you. Oh, my. Or cause injury or death to someone you know. Yeah. I mean, that would be frightening, yeah. Yeah, what must it be like not to be in control of your own self? That's a good question. Well, we're going to discuss all of that today while oh. we're uh, while talking about perhaps the most famous possession incident out there. Okay. The one that inspired what many think it's one of, if not the scariest horror movies ever, right? Geely? Yes. <laughs> Uh, have you seen that? That's scary. No. It's frightening. I've seen bits and pieces. It's and that's, frightening. That's enough. It's literally considered one of the worst movies ever made. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like up there with, uh, what's the fucking movie? Ishtar. <laughs> the fuck? Ishtar. Ishtar, yeah. That's what you pulled out? Well, it, it, if you look it up, it's considered one of the biggest box office flops of all time. Yeah, but is it a bad movie? Like, it sucks. Geely was just a bad movie. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Have you seen Ishtar? Bad. Uh, I no. Is that one of those like five hour like fucking? Yeah, it was just bad. Yeah, it was just bad. It was the dad from Meet the Fockers. What's his name? De Niro. Not De Niro. The other guy. Uh, his dad. Fockers. Oh, dad. the dude from American Pie. No. What? Wasn't he the dad in that? No. The oh, that's, um, you're thinking of uh, Kevin Spacey. Hey, no. No, American. No, you're thinking of Eugene Levy. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was thinking, Kevin Spacey. Do we have that crash sound? Eugene Levy in a fucking like, like a mega opus movie would be amazing. Be amazing, dude. He's so good. I love Eugene Levy. Dan Levy, also the dude. So great. God, they're so awesome. Well, today we were discussing the possession and exorcism of Roland Doe, also sometimes referred to as Robbie Mannheim. Well, there are many versions of what happened. We will try to stay as close to what is thought to be the actual events. Robbie Mannheim was Alan's alias for the 13-year-old boy at the center of the exorcism story. Who's Alan? Oh, I must have forgot to put that on there. Right yeah. There. Uh, he wrote, uh, I think oh, I think I say it right. It, uh, Thomas B. Allen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy. He's the, oh, he's, I just, I must have mixed up the order. Right. He's the guy who uh, actually wrote the book, The uh, Possession, The True Story of an Exorcism. Right. Right. Which is thought he, to be the closest account to what actually fucking happened. Now, the reason that they say that is because he basically, uh, he interviewed one of the guys that was there. He talked to him and he used um, the actual diary that was kept by one of the people that witnessed it. Correct. That would be Raymond Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did you, is that on there or did you know that? No, I knew that. No, you didn't. It's on there. Either. It's in there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's an unedited diary of Raymond Bishop that Thomas B. Allen actually took and wrote the book, Possession, the True Story of an Exorcism. Correct. So that's what we're doing. From here on out, we'll be referring to the boy as Roland, since the uh, that the was boy. the name given to him by the Catholic Church, and we don't want to cause any confusion by switching names during the show. And again, that and the Mannheim one is not his real name. I think at some point, maybe they did release... Discuss. Ooh, we will talk about... We're going to talk about this? Z. <laughs> So in January of 1949, right around Chainsaw's 360th birthday? Uh, 367 to be exact. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. Strange things started to happen in the house where Roland lived in Maryland. 
Oh, that's Maryland. Sorry. No, no, it's Maryland. It is Maryland. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, because they're, they're people happy. have been pronouncing it wrong for years. Just a bunch of like people named Mary <clears throat> live there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Roland was born into a Lutheran family and was an only child. He spent a lot of time with his aunt Harriet. Aunt. 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 It's an aunt. An aunt is the <laughs> fucking. We've talked about this. Pajamas. <laughs> it's pajamas. Anyway, most accounts of the story. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What? Mm-hmm. When you say the word J A M. You don't say you're eating jam, no, so why would it be pajamas? It's jam, right? So J A M is jam, so it would be pajamas. So are they llamas? Yeah. Well, there's two, there's, there's two L's, so it's a little different. Those are llamas. Those are llamas. Yes. <laughs> oh, yama, yama, yama. <laughs> uh, no, those are llamas. <laughs> and technically, it could be yam, depending where you're going. Yes. Because the J, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's a way to start this fucking thing. So, uh, most accounts of the story state that when uh, Aunt Harriet died, that's when the whole ordeal began. Okay. So correct. He that's, was close to Aunt Harriet. To be the starting point. To Aunt Harriet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't say it on account of me, pal. Okay. He was close to his aunt. Auntie. Aunt Harriet. <laughs> Auntie. And uh, you, you see, it seems that uh, Roland actually took an interest in the, uh, wait for it, uh, you know, Ouija board. And in the 40s. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. 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 Hey, hi, life. Guess what I'm drinking? <laughs> you. <laughs> Side note. Um. So... I am going to be on the latest uh, Milo's Midnight Menagerie. Yeah. I went over there, recorded it last night with Milo. Yeah. Um, it turned out to be very adventurous. Did you have some High Life? I had High Life. He nice. actually had it in the refrigerator for me when I arrived. Oh, what a nice guy. Great guy, except we made sure to cover it up, like the logo. Yeah. Because we're recording and we don't, you know, on sure. video, we don't want to get in trouble. Sure, sure. Except underneath, I made sure you could still see the champagne of beers. Because yeah. that could be anything. That's right. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, make sure you guys watch that. It's coming out this weekend. (laughs) Anyway, so he played with the Ouija board, and we all know you shouldn't do that. So the good old wholesome family entertainment known as the Ouija board. Well, Aunt Harriet decided to help Roland learn the ways of the Ouija board when he showed interest. And when she died, the family thought that things they were experiencing were caused by the deceased aunt and things having to do with the Ouija board. Mm. Makes sense. Okay. Sure. And plus, I mean, I'm going to assume it. Since we're talking about born into a Lutheran family, so they were probably fairly devout. Uh, yeah. From from some of the things I read, that uh, they were a fairly strict uh, yeah. religious family. Yes. Mm. Yeah. If I brought a Ouija board, which we do have a Ouija board, we bought that for the Ouija the board episode. Hunk of plastic crap. Um, it's actually out in the back garage. I can't bring it in the house because my wife. Um, I I'm pretty sure she'll shoot me. I'm gonna sneak in a legitimate like. Wood fucking haunted Ouija board then. Also, sorry to keep derailing this. You guys listen to this. That's why it's called the Midnight Train, because we're always off the rails. Get it! (laughs) (laughs) Which one? There it is. Grace and I recorded a bonus this past Saturday. Yeah. And as we're in the middle of it, a can went flying across the fucking room in there. No shit. Uh, dude, it was fucking I'm I'm I I don't know what it was. But if you listen to the bonus, you can actually hear it happen and both of us just go, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Anyway, so, well, Aunt Harriet decided to help Roland learn again the ways of this thing. And, uh, you know, they, they all believed that it had something to do with the uh, the Ouija board. So mm-hmm. what types of things are the family experiencing, you may ask? Yes. Uh, hey. Yeah. John. Yeah. So what types of things mm-hmm. uh, did the family experience? All right. Well, actually, we're not going to tell anybody. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, you know, trick or treat. That's our trick, bitches. Bye. We're done. Oh, all right. See you. Wait. Hold on. Where's yeah, the, you got it. This you got it? I'll go home and get your there, fucking shine. See you guys. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, it started with the usual small stuff. There were scratching sounds coming from the walls. They claimed to hear <laughs> dripping water, but couldn't usual. locate a source of the sound. Yeah. They claimed the objects around the house uh, that objects around the house w- uh, would levitate or move on their own when Roland was around. Oh, there is a little bit more about this later on. Okay. So this is just kind of you know. They claim the they witnessed his mattress moving on its own. Oh. <laughs> Giggity. Um, they claim uh, <laughs> the family was understandably concerned, right? Yeah. Right. They began to seek the opinions of physicians and psychiatrists who predictably couldn't really find anything wrong with the boy. They also sought advice from a minister from their local Lutheran church. Oh, that's a good place. To yeah. Be, you know? They go to Reverend Luther Mild Schultz. Who? Luther Mild Schultz. Luther? <laughs> Luther. <laughs> Miles Schultz Luther Miles Schultz No it's Luther Miles Schultz Do you think he had a mustache With a name like Schultz God I hope so This is the 40s I don't know if that was in, in style at that point <laughs> That's a good point <laughs> That's a good point He's probably No no mustache today It's going I, to be at least a few decades the mustache, I shave the mustache yeah. Yes it's going to be a few decades Before Michael Jordan says okay <laughs> <laughs> so he's a uh, Lutheran minister who happened to be greatly interested in the paranormal, as it was called at the time. Yeah, Jordan had it. He tried. That's amazing. It lasted for like a week. Oh, that's yeah. so good. So they, uh, you know, the, it was called the paranormal at that time. And he said, go to, quote, go to a Catholic priest. The Catholics know about this kind of thing. Well, you know, thanks for fucking nothing. You know, you know he was over there just like, man, I didn't want to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, what, what's happening? You're doing, you got. Oh, the ma- the mattresses? No, no, um, no. You know who knows about these things? Them Catholics. Yeah, he's like, you know, I was thinking about it, and uh, the Catholics are very nice. They give you wafers. Oh, and the, the wine, the crackers, and the wine. Yes, it's the body of the Christ. Yeah, you should go down there and talk to them because then you know you can scare the piss out of them. <laughs> Interestingly enough, later on, Reverend Schultz 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 <laughs> spoke at a meeting of a Washington, D.C. branch of the Society for Parapsychology about okay. this case. That oh. information made its way to the press, and the published Schultze interview led to the leaking of the exorcism story by Catholic sources. What a bunch of dicks. And guess what that led to? What? What? That interview and that leak are directly uh, what led to Mr. Blatty uh, to write his novel, The Exorcist. It was that interview and the subsequent. He heard that and was like, ha ha. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. That was the interview that kind of started the whole exorcist thing. Oh, yeah. It says right here, studying at Georgetown at the time, William Peter Blatty read the story in the Washington Post and years later used it as inspiration for the exorcist. I guess we just like keep reading. Yeah, I should probably just do that. (laughs) On Schultz's advice, the family went to a local priest, Father E. Albert Hughes, who, oh. quote, gave them a bottle of holy water and candles and sent them the fuck on their way. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay, so let's see here, my son. Uh, what, what exactly is happening? The, the bed's floating and... Okay. There's stuff moving. Stuff's moving. You're hearing what now? Yes. Uh, You're hearing scratching? Eldred, give me that candle. <laughs> <laughs> Take this. <laughs> And uh, pours out some water real fast. <laughs> Blesses it. Okay, bye now. <laughs> bye. You got this. Will take care of it. I promise. Yes. So what you do is you just throw the water, <laughs> light the house on fire, and get the fuck out. 
It's actually kerosene. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, the holy water and candles didn't really do the trick. Shocker. Things kept happening and things kept getting worse. Roland was getting more violent, but it only seemed to come out at night. Tricks come out at night. Sorry. Uh, According to witnesses in the evening, Roland would put on his pajamas and get in bed. And that's when the trouble trouble would start. Mm -hmm. Uh That's what happens to me. That's usually what happens. (laughs) I get into bed in my pajamas and that's when the trouble gets on. Look over. Hey, baby, you ready to get into some trouble? And in reality, I get slapped and I have to go to sleep. So. He seemed to come into a trance-like state. Oh. He would claim to have no recollection of the night's events the following morning. Oh. I did. Okay. Uh, I did what now? Yeah. I did, no, I didn't do that. No. I did? No. I didn't. Did I no. really say that to you? I'm yeah. sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. That wasn't me, I swear. Come February, things were getting a little more intense, oh. like camping. Hey. Around February 26, hey. scratches started to appear randomly on Roland's oh. body. Uh-oh. Several nights later, words supposedly began to appear on his body, either scratched or branded on him. Oh, no. That's what they said. It either looked like a, like how when you like run your nail, you know, like that kind of scratching, just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or or possibly branded. And branded. It, now, is this something that like he could have like, okay, I'm just, you know me. We'll discuss it okay. later. I'm just saying, because if it's someplace you can't reach. Exactly. I'm going to be a little bit like, okay, that's yeah, fucked we, up. We, we'll talk okay, about okay, it a little okay. bit Okay. Like a hit. Here you go. <laughs> At this point, around February 28th, it seems Roland's first exorcism took place at Georgetown Hospital. Cue the return of Father Hughes. Father Hughes. Faja. He's like, look, I gave you the fucking holy water. I gave you the candle. Mm -hmm. It was a very nice pine-scented candle. (laughs) Okay, listen. And now you're calling me to come into the hospital? It's my fault. Um, So the candle... Should have been sandalwood. You should have eaten that. <laughs> and the holy water was for an enema. I'm sorry. It, it was a soy candle. Yeah, I'm so soy sorry. Based. I, I yeah. you should have butt chugged that. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> anyway. Spread them. <laughs> uh and again, Father Hughes shows up. Hughes asked the Archbishop of Washington, DC for permission to perform an exorcism on the boy. This was the first time that something major seemed to have taken place. During the exorcism, Roland supposedly broke off all there off a piece of bedspring from the mattress he was on and slashed the good father from his shoulder to his wrist. Although later when the case was looked at a little more in depth, there was no evidence that this event ever actually even took place. <laughs> yeah. So there is, so I, I had trouble finding out whether lots uh, of hearsay. Yeah. Well, I had trouble finding out whether the, uh, the exorcism part is what they were referring to or the slashing part, but I, I, I don't know. We'll talk. There's a little bit more about it later. So, okay. At this point, Roland's mother thought that maybe a change of scenery would be good. It's always good, you know? Yeah, it's great for you. It's yeah. always good. Yes, you have a demon in you. You know what we should do? Go to your father's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay here, though. <laughs> exactly. I'll be here when you get back. She began thinking about moving back to where she used to live in St. Louis. St. Louis. That's right. Now, lo and behold, uh, <laughs> lo and behold, weird had it that after they discussed the move, uh, word had it. I no, it's believe. weird. It's weird. Okay. Yeah, it's no, weird. it's definitely weird. No, that was a pun. It's weird had it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they, they discussed the move. The word, um, Lewis, um, Lewis. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The word Lewis actually magically appeared scratched onto Roland. Okay. So, which is kind of fucked up. Now, <clears throat> some, some things I've read say that they were discussing the move and then magically they saw the word Lewis and other things that I read said that. 
um, Lewis showed up first, and that's what gave the mom the idea that they needed to go back to St. Louis. But it seems, from what I could tell, that this is the most... Um, Either way, it showed up. Yeah, but it, I, I feel like this seems to be the most uh, common, commonly thought. Like they were talking about it, and then it was like, and okay. she was like, "Well, we're talking about it. It scratched on his body. Let's roll." I think that would be the last place I would fucking go. If like my yeah, kid it's like woke up, you'd be like, "Yeah, you should go to." And it, and it said like Seattle on like Logan's chest or something like that. Last place I'm going is fucking Seattle because something's gonna go down. It's true. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Love you, buddy, but have fun in Seattle. Okay. Um, Mama took this as a sign, and they packed up and headed to St. Louis sometime around March 4th or 5th. Hills, that is. <laughs> the boy ended up staying in a house with a relative who had attended St. Louis University. Oh. One of her professors was Father Bishop, who became one of several Jesuits. Father Bishop. Yes. So he has two jobs. Dr. Father Bishop. Thank you. Esquire. <laughs> the third. <laughs> he became one of the several Jesu- Jesuits to participate in the exorcism and kept the day-by-day account on which Alan's book is based. Bishop talked to his friend William Bowden, uh, SJ. What the hell's SJ? I don't know what the SJ stands for, and I didn't bother to look it up. So. Super jerk. No, senior junior. Super. Senior junior. Senior junior. <laughs> so it's both. So it's Doctor Father Bishop <laughs> Esquire, the third sen- senior, senior junior. junior. Yes. <laughs> it's one hell of a title. <laughs> then it becomes professor later, right? Yeah, <laughs> professor doctor. Yeah. So after both been consulted with Paul Reinhardt, S.J., then president of St. Louis University and St. Louis Art, Art yeah, Louis, Saint Louis, Saint Louis Archbishop Joseph Ritter, all agreed that an exorcism would be performed according to the Roman ritual. Oh, very nice. It was something that Bowdern, who was chosen to be the lead exorcist, knew little about. So they chose the guy that didn't know shit about doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them are probably like, hey, let's get the new guy to do it. Okay, it means uh, Society of Jesus... Oh. Formal name for Jesuits, Roman Catholic Order of Men. So that's like a like a top tier society of Jesus. I didn't know so that. So his was name a thing. is Father Bishop, whatever Society of Jesus, the Third Esquire, Esquire Professor. That's a yeah. mouthful. Doctoral candidate, right? Okay, correct. Yeah. So, uh, quote Father Halloran said the first thing Bowden did was hit the books. Alan, Literally, he yeah. was punching books. He was pissed. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck did they make me do this? They were like, here, you need to hit the books. And he grabs it and just smacks Roland with it. <laughs> <laughs> that help? Get out, Jake! Get out! Oh, he's still fucked up. Yeah. Alan, who wrote the book about the incident, said, quote, he would have learned something about it uh, while becoming a Jesuit, but there isn't much call for exorcism to the modern-day priest. You fucked up, though. Uh-huh. That'd be fucked up, though. You're just like, you're sitting there around the table with like all these guys. And, like, there's one guy who actually knows what he's doing. Like, he's just like, yeah, we got to do this. We're going to have to do this and whatever. You know, the guy's like, yeah, and also, you know, I was reading sometime. We got to do this. And, like, that dude's just sitting there. He's like, man, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And they're like, you're the guy. Yeah. You're <laughs> it. like, whoa, what? Yeah. You got to learn some way. You know Look, what I mean? we know what it takes. We're not doing right. it. And remember, if you go back and listen to our exorcisms uh, episode, uh, they actually still take place to this day. Like, oh, yeah. What is it? Brazil That's has, stupid. like, a phone number you can call to be exorcised. Should we t- we, we call that phone number? Yeah, Logan, do me a favor. Oh, Pull up that phone number for okay. me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. It's Halloween. And I have exercised these things. <laughs> but Bowdern was a veteran of World War II. Oh. He'd been in combat, so he was a, a combination of a religious man who was also very tough. He did not have a mustache. He did not. I would 
Definitely guaranteed. You know what? I bet you he did. He had a probably a good mustache. Probably a sweet one. Yeah. Not like a tough mustache. Yeah. It probably curled up oh, around yeah. the sides. Oh, what are those called? Where we're, we're cool. kind of the, the horn not horns. What's that called? Handlebar? Handlebar, yeah. yeah. He had a sweet handlebar mustache. Yeah. Probably killed himself a bunch of nuts. <laughs> That's right. Maybe. I don't know. Couldn't be. I don't know. Quote, the pattern was that the boy would act normally during the day, and then he would put on his pajamas and go to bed and go into a trance and start screaming and yelling and acting wild. This is what Alan said. Pajamas. Right. In the morning, the boy apparently never remembered what transpired the night before. Hmm. Interesting. Many things were related to have happened um, during these weeks of exorcism, including the mattress moving as it did before. Objects levitating and moving on their own during the rites. Oh, my. Roland speaking in Latin and other random languages. More scratches appearing on the boy's body and um, <laughs> and beginning what? And road beginning more angry. Roland. Roland. Becoming, becoming uh, him angry. becoming more angry and violent during the rites. Okay. It's basically like, I'm here when you have you ever it. seen the, you, well, have I, I, yeah, you, you have to be here. <laughs> I told you I'm making an effort to get better with it. So you don't have to go through it all. But this is when he was like, your mother sucks dicks in hell. Uh, right? Cox. Your mother sucks cocks Cox in, hell. in hell. Yeah. Dude, what was that uh, scary movie with James Wood? Yeah. <laughs> Pulls out the gun. What the fuck did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Holleran stated that during this scene, words such as evil and hell, along with other various evil. marks, appeared on the teenager's body. Allegedly, during the litany of the saints portion of the exorcism ritual, the boy's mattress began to shake. It's the demons. Oh, boy, it's back. Oh. Is somebody saying, <laughs> someone talking about demons? I'm here if you need me. No, demon. I can help. No. Go. I could scratch words on you. <laughs> I don't need words scratched on me. So Why not? Everyone does. I, I, I'll get a test. How would you know where to move? <laughs> what? <laughs> you need to know if you need to go to St. Louis or not. Ah, I, I, don't know. That's I help you. Good idea. They tell you where to go. Well, let me know where I, I need to not go. Hey, so I'm going to call that hotline now, and I'm going to have Moody talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, is this the demon hotline? <laughs> so a Jesuit priest named John Walsh, no, not that John Walsh, a friend of Bowdern's. Tonight, <laughs> unsolved mysteries. <laughs> that wasn't it. He was uh, America's Most Wanted. Oh, America's Most Wanted. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, Wait, so, who was the fucking unsolved mysteries guy? Oh, what the fuck was his name? Hold on. Hold on. Robert Stack. Yes, Robert Stack. Is that the same guy who did X-Files? Face no. What? what? X-Files was a... What? Fired. <laughs> so anyway, they talked about the Roman numeral X that appeared on the boy's chest. Oh. It was believed that 10 demons were involved, oh. Walsh said. That's way too many demons. <laughs> I, I've been involved in like multiple demon possessions, and it's, that 10 would be ridiculous. And then one pops out. Three, of three of the most. I, pops out of him at night and just goes, you've come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> A voice coming from the boy, that one, supposedly told an attending Jesuit who was assisting Bowdern <laughs> that he would die in 10 years and would burn in hell. He will you die in 10 years and burn in hell. <laughs> The Jesuit had a fondness for strong drink. Uh-oh. And the voice so unnerved him that he stopped drinking for a time. <laughs> I'm here to help. Wait, he said I'm going to burn in hell and what? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm only gonna... trying to help. <laughs> I don't need booze. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Another incident supposedly written about in the diary was one when, uh, when one night, sitting on the bed beside the boy, Bowden watched a tiny, nearly invisible pitchfork or lines move from under the boy's upper thigh all the way to the ankle. Droplets of blood occurred. Bowdern was only a foot away, and there was the usual four or five witnesses. So they actually saw this is under the skin. So it right? looked like yeah, they said it looked like like a, like prongs or like lines, like like a fork or something, like poking up and then just like running all the way down his leg. 
What the fuck? Often, according to the priest, he had, to be, me. <laughs> he had to be forcibly restrained. In was, one of yeah. these incidents, he broke the nose of Walter Holleran. He said of the incident, quote, I got in on the business with the prayers of exorcism, and the little boy would go into a seizure and get quite violent. So Father Bowden asked me to hold him. Holleran is a former high school football player. And he says, quote, yes, he did break my nose. Look. Yeah. Little fucker. <clears throat> Halloran said he observed the streaks and arrows and words like hell that would rise in the child's skin. Quote, that happened a number of times and it wasn't a case of taking a pin and scratching himself. It just appear, appeared and with quite a bit of pain. And that's fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. Especially considering they're saying that there's like multiple witnesses to this whole thing, too. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. Quote, on Holy Thursday that year, this phenomenon started occurring as I was reading the prayers. Don't talk about it anymore. This hurts too much, the kids said. The markings were most visible, and there were many obscenities. He was a nice little kid. So it's like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck your face. <laughs> Throughout the ordeal, Bowdern fasted on bread and water. Quote, he looks terrible, said his brother, Dr. Edward H. Bowdern, uh, Esquire, the third professor of... No, that's not his real name. It's just Edward H. Bowdern. I just thought I'd make it better. Oh. Of St. Louis. He looked thin and wasted and developed uh, styes and boils. Ugh. Dr. Bowdern said, that's fucked up. Other well, accounts I attributed... Mean, you know, you'll have that when yeah, you're performing an exorcism. Getting a boil, yeah. Why you gotta fast, though? Because you can't slow. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Just in the back. <laughs> Other accounts attributed a frightening degree of strength to young Roland and claimed that he spoke in perfect Latin, though the boy was unschooled in the language. Some sources state that at least or one was he? Right. Some sources state that at least one of these exorcisms was observed by no less than forty-eight people, nine of them Jesuits. So supposedly 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 there are a shit ton of people watching this. Supposedly. Right. And they're all seeing the same thing. Supposedly. Right. Allegedly. But then again, uh, there was an article that talked about how basically all the witnesses saw what they wanted to see. And if you put all the reports together, like half of them are just, they're like all over the place. <laughs> That's why there's no real good documentation about what actually happened. Because if you read reports of what people said that they saw, it's fucking completely off the wall and different from everybody else. You two down there. <clears throat> what have you found? We ain't found <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes. Is that where you were going yes, with that? That's right. where I was going. <laughs> uh, Spaceballs reference. Drink up. After all the craziness took place, a miracle of sorts happened. Oh. At 11 p.m. on April 18th of 1949, while wearing saint medals and holding a crucifix, Roland screamed, Satan! Satan! I am Saint Michael! I command you, Satan, and the other evil spirits to leave this body in the name of Dominus immediately! Now! 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 You are not Saint Michael! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> After a final spasm, Roland felt, uh, fell quiet and proclaimed that, quote, He is gone. That and with that, extremely uneventful, though, huh? That seems extremely like uneventful climax. Yeah, that, that was not a very yeah. And with that, the exorcism was finished, and uh, Roland seemed to you know be well again. Right? Oh, he was fine. Was that it? Yeah. So following uh, following the final exorcism, Roland claimed to experience a vision of Saint Michael slaying a dragon. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if that's his next tattoo. Is he like tripping? Be he had to be on like LSD. Or something. I don't know. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Unless he's fucking around with Milo's cookies. Believing it was a sign that his ordeal was over, the family returned home from Missouri 12 days later. The strange behavior ceased, and Hunkler, uh, Hunkler 
returned to school. I'm going. I'm going to say that. That's, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I, okay. Yep, he returned to school. Yeah. After this, not many people know what happened to Roland, but a few people did keep tabs on him, and the results are that the boy went on to live a normal life and eventually married and had a son. He named Michael after Saint Michael. Yep. Oh. So there you go. That's the basics. We're all done. Yeah, that was it. Yep, that's it. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> Hope you had a good one. <laughs> now go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so the no, there's fi- more. There's more. Yes, yeah. this and there's more. <laughs> actually, my daughter uh, Charlie, she's actually um, wanted me to start watching the Scream movies with her. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Dude. Uh, I'm just holding on to that fast forward button a bunch of times because there's just too much like boobies. No, 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 they didn't. It's just the, you know, like just, I don't, uh, she's 14. You're too goddamn protective. I am. I am very, very, but I was like that with all the kids. She's got to grow up sometime, bro. And then I heard my kids went over to their um, uncle's house and uh, this is Riley and Reagan. Um, They went over to their uncle's house and they were like, I don't know, five or six. They come back. They're like, dad, guess what we watched. I'm like, oh, what's that? Uncle Jamie let us watch Jeepers Creepers. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you're never going over there again. What the fuck? Jeepers. Not that, not that it's like a bad, bad movie, but it's, pretty, not, say, it's pretty scary, though, some, for yeah, a little yeah, four yeah. or five year old kid to be watching. Yeah, so, speaking yeah. of that, it explains a lot about Reagan, which, by the way, her name was actually after Reagan from Exorcist. So, my daughter's name, That's which explains also a lot about her. Anyway, what what's that, Logan? I was going to say that uh, Ava and I watched a movie the other day. Congratulations. How'd that go? <laughs> We watched. <laughs> I was like, that felt a little bit, uh, felt flat on that one. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, we watched uh, Silent Hill. Oh, that's a good one. She. I feel like that's a, that's juice. That was a good one. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> it's my beer. This is how I talk. Uh, the Silent Hill is a good movie, especially like, because it's like one of those, uh, if you didn't, if you played the movie or played the movie, played the video game mm-hmm. and you watch the movie, it's like, you feel like. A little more attached to it, but yeah, if you yeah. didn't, you're kind of disconnected with the characters. Mm-hmm. But it's also like pretty dark. The second that still, siren kicks on it's and still shit, good. like you don't need to know anything about the video game. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. But like I said, like you're more connected to the characters if you've actually played the video. It's game. It's one of the better video game movies. Yes, yes, yes yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. I even unlike, like the second one to be honest. Unlike Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the second one was really good. Uh, have you seen the new Mortal Kombat, the brand new one that just came I, out? I've seen like I literally watched the opening scene, like the first like ten minutes of the movie. That it time. was good. I thought it was cool. I liked how they. Kind of brought in the characters and stuff. It was yeah. basically, it's basically the same fucking movie they had before, except, mm-hmm. I don't know, they kind of put a spin on the whole Scorpion and Sub-Zero thing. And well, it's basically about those two, right? Right. Excuse oh, me. Feel better? A little bit. A little hey, bit. Oh, wait. We're just taking a quick break because it's almost Halloween. And remember, guys, tag High Life in everything and tag us in that and say, hashtag, sponsor us. High Life. For life. Champagne of beers. Anyway, moving on. Champagne. The following is actually a timeline of events that took place. Yeah, it's a cool timeline that I found. According to the diary that was kept, there are a few extra uh, details here about dinner. If the effects as you know what dinner is when I write it. (laughs) What the fuck? You know what that is? What's dinner again? It's some. Ah, some. For some reason, it always corrects it to dinner. Mm -hmm. You hear this, folks? This is what I'm dealing with. It's Bush. Bush League. You hear this? You hear me? It is. You're right. You're right. You hear me? It's a bush. <laughs> Sorry. I'm in a fucking mood today, man. I am in such a mood. Such a shitty day at work. I've had a shitty week. I'm right there with you, pal. We're, we're, we're. Two peas in a pop. Yeah, buddy. Cheers, Cheers. to you, man. Yeah, Cheers. Salute. I'm getting hammered and go to work. That's it. 
<laughs> I'm gonna get hammered and wait. Don't, don't do this. Can we cut that out. I don't. Uh-huh. Need, I don't need the wrong people hearing that. You work at NASA, right? <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. We're launching. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is a five, four, <laughs> hiccup, <laughs> three. Hey guys, did you know? <laughs> and they're like, Moody, shut up. Oh, one. Ah. All right, so this is a pretty good summary of of what was in that diary, okay? So January 15th of 1949, a dripping noise was heard in his grandmother's bedroom by the boy and his grandmother. The boy. A a picture of Christ on the wall shook, and scratching noises were heard under the floorboards. Scratching was heard every night from 7 p.m. until midnight for 10 days. Only for five hours? I guess, yeah. He's only working part-time. This was attributed to a rodent at the time. Well, sure, that makes sense. But every night at the same time? Yeah, maybe. That's Do they have really... patterns? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay. January 26th of 1949. Oh. Aunt Tilly, aka Harriet, dies of multiple sclerosis in St. Louis. Yeah, they called it in the uh, in the diary, she was referred to as Aunt Tilly, but it was actually Aunt Harriet. Okay. It's the real name. Waves of air reportedly strike the grandmother. Three knocks are heard on the floor. Roland's mom asks, quote, if you are Harriet, tell me positively by knocking four times. Four knocks were heard. Scratchings on Hunkler's mattress. So, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. I forgot to change it. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. We'll, we'll get, well, yeah. obviously, okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's. Roland. If you see that, just call it Roland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. January 28th, 1949. After three days of silence, nighttime, squeaking shoes on Roland's bed heard for six nights. Every time I read that, all I could think of was fucking Kung Pao. <laughs> fucking dude runs around with the squeaky shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, again with the squeaky shoes. <laughs> it's like a fucking basketball court out there. February 17th of 1949, Roland spends the night with Lutheran minister Schultze. Schultze! Reportedly, Schultze heard scratching noises and witnessed bed vibrations. A chair in which Roland sat tipping over and the movements of a pallet of blankets. I So I read that. I'm like, do you really have a pallet? That's a fuck ton of blankets. What does that mean? I'm going to assume that's something different back then. (laughs) I I would assume so. (laughs) Fucking hear beep, beep, (laughs) beep, beep. What are you doing, Bob? I'm bringing in the blankets. I got a whole fucking pallet over here. The kid's fucking cold. He's possessed. <laughs> it's like 30 degrees in this room. It's, you feel how fucking cold it is? One blanket's not going to fucking do it, George. All right? I got to bring the whole fucking pallet. Sorry. Schultz's family take Roland to the mental hygiene clinic of the University of Maryland for testing. After two rounds of testing, nothing abnormal was discovered. Oh, of course not. Schultz also contacted J.B. Ryan, the founder of the parapsychology laboratory at Duke University. Ryan and his wife, Louisa Ryan, drove up from North Carolina to evaluate the boy, but saw no activity. Yeah, because he was, whatever, go on. He was covered in blankets. He's fine. <laughs> he was nice and toasty. Yeah, right. February. <laughs> We're going to burn that demon out. <laughs> you ever heard of a sweat lodge, motherfucker? <laughs> February 26th of 1949. Scratches oh. or markings appear on the boy's body for four consecutive nights. Maybe he just has eczema. Maybe. That's what I got. Yeah. That shit itches. February 27th of 1949, words began to appear on the boy's body and seemed to be scratched by claws. Oh. Father Edward Albert Hughes of St. James, Ca- <laughs> James Catholic Church in Mount Rainier is called upon to review the case. Hughes suggested the family used blessed candles, holy water, and special play- players, special Jesus prayers. Christ. Hughes reportedly witnessed unassisted movements of a telephone and other objects in his office. Okay. Roland 
makes obscene and blasphemous remarks at him in a strange, diabolical voice. Guy's a bitch! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, goddamn! It wasn't me. It was, it was fucking... The right, that was rolling. Right. And the room became unexplainably cold. See, I fucking told you, George! We needed the blankets! <laughs> I told... That's why there's a pallet! <laughs> I'm sorry I had to take the wall out to get it in here, but that's what we gotta do. Father Hughes was convinced that Roland was possessed and requested Cardinal Patrick o <laughs> Holy shit, what is his name? Cardinal Patrick A. O'Boyle to authorize an exorcism. Sounds Latino. <laughs> totally. <laughs> He's Spanish. Yeah. Um, what is it? My this name one just is says my February name is 28th. Oil. <laughs> what is this? Uh, February, it's, it just from, says until busy from February 28th until March 3rd. Oh, okay. So this is okay. Yeah, yeah. So from February 28th of 1949 to span, March 3rd, yeah, yeah. Roland is a patient at Georgetown University Hospital. Oh. This is the point that the alleged first exorcism took place. Georgetown. Mother sees the bloody word Lewis scratched on Roland. When the boy is asked if the word Lewis means St. Louis, the word yes is said to appear. Oh. Family departs for Normandy, Missouri, near St. Louis, to stay at the home of an aunt. 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 Auntie. Auntie. March 8th of 1949. Not the same one that died. Correct. Because a different one. They that'd couldn't be weird. stay with her. Yeah, they point. couldn't. That'd be weird. Or they could just yeah. be. Maybe that's why the blankets are there. If she's a demon. <laughs> it's fucking cold in the cemetery. Anyway. Uh, this is March 8th of 1949. The shaking of the mattress and scratching resumed at aunt's home in Normandy. Oh, it followed him. Yeah. March 9th of 1949, Father Raymond J. Bishop of St. Louis University sees Roland for the first time. Bishop witnesses the scratching of the boy's body as well as the motion of the mattress. hey <laughs> All these people that witness the motion of the mattress, I think they should be questioned. Yeah. You, you're Catholic, right? the fuck out of here. <laughs> and the oh, mattress sorry. was moving? <laughs> sorry, that was bad. And you were in there just the two of you, right? <laughs> We know how this goes, Father! <laughs> It's March 11th, 1949. <laughs> Father William S. Bowden of St. Francis Xavier Church asked oh, to meet Roland. Okay. Father Bowden read the novena prayer of uh, St. Francis Xavier, blessed the boy with a relic, and placed a crucifix under the boy's pillow. So, <laughs> I, I, apparently the relic was a, a bone, like a shin bone or a wrist bone from uh, St. Francis or something like that. They just walk around with bones of saints. I don't know where they got it. From. Is that a thing? I don't know. All right, Catholic, I don't have any Catholic folk out there. Let me know if that's a thing. Do you guys have saints' bones? And I apologize for the Catholic father joke. First and foremost, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I just well, no, because I want to know about the bone thing. Because right now they're like, "Fuck you, I ain't telling you shit." <laughs> I get a feeling that a lot of very super religious people don't listen to this show. I would assume not. If you do listen and you are super religious, thank you. And we're sorry, but this is just who we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not negating you individually as a person. Like, you believe whatever you want, man. Oh, More yeah. power to you. Yeah. But, you know, there's some, some shit there. A little, little history. <laughs> Look, we all know what happens. We yeah. all know what went on. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And we're going to make jokes about it because we're assholes. Absolutely. Speaking of Catholic, oh. um, that phone number you guys uh, wanted me to look up? Yeah, is it there? Did you find it? I found a phone number, and it's from the Vatican, <gasps> and it's to call the Vatican uh, to get your demons exercised. Dude, should we call the fucking Vatican? <sighs> I kind of want to. I do, too. Is that a... That's not like a... That wouldn't be a felony or anything, would it? 
I mean, his, his phone, I don't give a shit. if we just called to see what it was. Uh, see, my phone just died. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All gonna, right. We might do that at the end of the episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. We might do that. Hey, Moody, you just got a new phone. Why won't we use yours? Yeah. Because it see. doesn't, it, it's strictly non-Vatican phone. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I asked about that when I was getting the plan, and yep. they were like, you can call anywhere but the Vatican. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. He got the one and only atheist phone ever yeah. created. And yeah. they did tell me, though, they had a list of phones in the area that could call the Vatican, and yours was one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so stay tuned to the end. Uh, we might actually do that. We might, we might actually. Uh, that's not the Brazil one? No, there is no Brazil one for that I can find okay. on the website. That's fine. We'll, we'll call that one. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll did you just Vatican. go to Brazil's website, dude? I did. I went to their website. Went all on the, <laughs> the bottom. Con- the whole country? It says contact us. And then I was like, where's the exorcism? And didn't show one. <laughs> in, in their website, they got in the menu. Exorcisms. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, so a- after everyone had left the room, uh, we're talking about you know when they the crucifix and stuff placed under uh, his pillow. A loud noise was heard, and reportedly a large bookcase had moved about. Oh no! A bench was turned over, and the crucifix had been moved to the edge of the bed. You know, because a person couldn't do all that. Stuff. Right. The mattress was also reported to shake. Oh, I wonder if he's just got one of those beds that like you put a quarter in it and it vibrates. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, totally off topic here, but I wish to God my bed kind of vibrated a little bit, like you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah, I have one does. of those uh, um, sleep yeah. numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah, How is I, I just it's it sucks. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate it. It's well, I guess I'm not getting one of those. Yeah, it's, seriously, it's the fucking worst bed. Ever. Okay, and it's fucking right. and it's way overpriced and just it sucks. Right. Every morning I wake up, my back fucking hurts. Well, so, why don't yeah. you adjust it? That's the whole point. I do. I've adjusted. You know what? I sleep better in my fucking beat up ass thirty year old recliner downstairs. Oh, I love my recliner. I know. It's not even like my father in law like gave it to me. Yeah. He's like, here, you want this? And I look in the back. There's a spring coming out of the back of it. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, I want this. Nice and worn in. It's my fucking lazy boy, dude. Oh, I love yeah. it. It's got a little compartment on the side. I put my beer in and shit. Oh, it's nice. badass. I love it. Yeah. Nice. But that's, seriously, I sleep in that more than I do anything else. Yeah. Well, whatever. So March 16th, 1949, Archbishop, Archbishop Joseph E. Ritter, not related to John. Hmm. Do we know that for sure? No, I can't say that for sure. Right. Yeah. That'd be amazing if he was. Yeah, yeah. Gave Father Bowdern permission to begin the formal rite of exorcism. The first of the second series of exorcisms is uh, performed at the Normandy, Missouri home. A number of priests were in attendance, including Bowdern as chief exorcist. That's the guy that didn't know shit about the exorcism. <laughs> uh, Reverend Walter Halloran as the assistant exorcist. Uh, Even though he knew everything about exorcisms. And he was actually removed before the final exorcism. He's the guy that got his nose broke. Right? Halloran, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Father Lawrence Kinney and Father Charles O'Hara of Marquette University. During the exorcism, Roland becomes violent, spits at the priests with howls and growls. The bed shakes. Allegedly, words such as Satan and devil appear on his chest as scratches. That's fucking crazy. Now listen. Yeah. Again, I mean, we're saying if this happened... That's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, no, I mean, if you saw that happening, right? Yeah. Good, dude, fuck this shit. I'm out. Like, y'all, you guys deal with this. I'm out. I'm not dealing with that. Y'all can exercise. You know what I want to do? What? I want to go and see a real exorcism. I would. I would, for sure. Should we try to set that up? I would, I'm down. Sure. But I'm also fucked up, too. I actually want to go see a, an actual, like, execution as well. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> no, I do. I do. I, I actually want to go to an execution just because um, obviously it's got to be somebody that's just a complete piece of shit. And, you know, for a fact that it is whatever, because I've got this morbid curiosity 
And not the curiosity isn't like, oh, I want to see this person die, but I hear that it like, it's so like, not like disgusting and gross and stuff like that, but it like changes your, your, um, your outlook at it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it might actually change my opinion on, um, exor uh, not exorcism, executions and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because right now, I mean, okay. I'm okay. slowly starting to change my fucking point of view anyway, just because I keep looking at all these fucking, um, uh, like innocent yeah, statistics. Shit. Yeah. I listened to a fucking episode today, man, uh, of this fucking show called Case File. It's the Australian guy again. Yeah. He's great. I love it. So anyway, I was listening to that, and this guy back in the fucking 60s or whatever, some two uh, two women were, you know, murdered and raped and all this other shit. He got put to, uh, went to jail, was found guilty, was hanged, and all this shit comes out where this other guy did it. And they're like, okay, he did it. This guy did it. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> 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 Sorry, what? Is this my computer? So anyway, they go through, and I'm like the whole time going, man, fuck. And they went in, tried to get him exonerated, you know, you know, posthumously. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, it goes into the late '90s, and turns out, yeah, he fucking did it. Oh no. It was like one of those like what? <laughs> Cuz they led you to believe that this guy was like completely innocent and they actually had another suspect and they were like blah 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 and then they went and got the DNA. They pulled him up out of the ground. They exhumed his body, grabbed his uh his teeth out. And which by the way, I would love to talk about the the whole fucking um that fucking douchebag that they just found recently that fucking Your fucking descriptions are amazing. Why? They pulled him out of the ground. They yanked his teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> There's like... Well, and that's what happened. Well, you could have made... you just like... You're so like blunt. Damn right. They you fucking know, like, yanked his fucking teeth out. They took a tooth. No. And they tested it. No. They <clears throat> yanked that motherfucker's teeth. <laughs> well, I guess if he ended up doing it, he's an asshole, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, fuck him anyway, right? But uh, it was just crazy that because of the entire time you're thinking like, holy shit. This is yeah. like, this guy's innocent. That's fucked up. Oh my God. Like, what the fuck? And at the end, it's like, oh no, there's like, it was a one in like 15 billion percent chance that yeah, he that was, was innocent. That it was somebody else. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was crazy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was my little tirade there. Very nice. Back to this. Well done, sir. Yes. You're, you're very welcome for that. <laughs> so proving too violent for the exorcisms to be performed in home. The exorcisms were moved to the rectory at St. Francis Xavier <laughs> Church. It's yeah. such a silly word. It's a rectory. Damn near killed him. <laughs> anyway, when this proved to be too dangerous, Roland is transferred to the Alexian Brothers Hospital and placed in the psychiatric ward. Exorcisms continue at the hospital. Okay. So they're doing like multiple, like like a fuck ton of these. Yeah, basically so, yeah. from when they started, it was roughly, a, 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 I think it was close to like a, a month of like. Just fucking daily exorcisms. Daily like shit, yeah. That's insane. Um, so a April 1st of 1949, everyone said, ha ha, gotcha, April Fool's, and then they're all done, right? Yeah, the whole thing was over. He, was he sat up in bed. He's like, ah, just fucking with the guys. Yeah, yeah, so it's done, right? It was the long con. Right, so it's all finished. All right, yeah. we're done, guys. Yeah. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Of course not. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> How many like times a, are we going to end I don't know. That feels like a really good ongoing gag at this point in time. Yeah, yeah I like it. I like I it, like yeah. It. So, um, the, so actually, April 1st, he is baptized Catholic. Yeah, so the... um. I saw that and I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta look into that a little bit. So basically, what they did was the, uh, the priests um, asked the parents, like, look, we feel like this would be <clears throat> uh, beneficial if he were, if we basically um, changed him over, made him Catholic, baptized him, got him, you know. They're sitting around and all of a sudden they're just like, fuck, man, this is not working. 
Hey guys, uh, wait a minute. He's Lutheran, right? Is he Catholic? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Wait, is he Catholic? Hold on, let me. Excuse, excuse me, miss. Is he? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, you guys are Lutheran. Oh, oh, fucking wonder. Why didn't you fucking tell us this? Just fucking baptize him. We're good, right? Uh, yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> so basically, that was their thought, though. They were like, if we can baptize him and get him a little bit closer to Jeebus. To the Jeebus. Because Lutherans are definitely, you know, not close enough, right? Correct. Apparently not. God damn it. What are you doing over there? Nothing. I'm sorry. It's like the third time. One of these time. guys are going to whack you in the You back. did earlier. <laughs> Lose a tooth. So April 4th of 1949. That also sounded really bad. Yeah. I just said I was going to whack you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> In a brief trip back to Maryland by train, Roland becomes violent and attacks Father Bowden, kicking him in the balls. Wow. Uh, that's not what it says. No, read, read what it says. It says testicles. <laughs> testicles. In, in the testicles. I just love that he wrote that. Like, But he just whacked him in the fucking junk. That's rough. At this point, Bowden's probably like, I'm going to punch that little motherfucker in the head, dude. <laughs> that, that kid, if he wasn't possessed, was like, dude, kick a priest in the dick. He's going home and telling his buddies. <laughs> Dude, guess what I did today? <laughs> they think I'm fucking possessed. I kicked a priest. I kicked the priest. It's fucking nuts. It was amazing. You should have seen the look on his face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he choked on one of them. That's the one thing he remembers from this yeah, whole ordeal. Right. April 9th of 1949, Roland is returned to St. Louis and briefly stays at White House, a Jesuit retreat along the Mississippi near St. Louis. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Roland attempts to commit suicide by throwing himself over the Ooh. bluff into the river, but is prevented from doing so by hollering. Okay, so that doesn't sound pleasant. At least that word, yeah. Roland, Although I like that he used the word bluff. Bluff. Over the bluff. Over, over the bluff. bluff. Yes. What, what the fuck is a bluff? A cliff. Yeah. Is that what it is? But it's prettier. It's a cliff. <laughs> it's a prettier cliff. <laughs> What do you call a guy with no arms, no legs, hanging on the side of a mountain? Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Roland is then returned to the Alexian Brothers Hospital and placed in the psychiatric ward where he is restrained. Communion was refused. I don't want no damn wafer. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. April 18th of 1949 is the final exorcism. <sighs> So who was Roland? It was like right after Easter, like the Easter Sunday, and then like the next day or something. He was, and like, that's when he just jumped up, like, kind of screamed. Good. Yeah, he's like, "I'm good, praise Jesus," and he's just done. Yeah. Okay. Like it was just kind of over with then. So who was Roland? Well, as we kind of fucking leaked it earlier, most people seem to think it's a man named Ronald Edwin Hunkler. Now his name, I know for they they held Edwin, his name, not Edward. Ed, I said Edwin. You said Edward. Edwin. Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Hunkler, and there are many that believe he was never actually possessed. No. That's what they say. No. I mean, I don't... I. Come on. I know, right? Why wouldn't you believe a 14-year-old Right. Kid? According to one report, Hunkler was nothing more than a bully and a brat looking for attention. Well, he did kick the one dude in the balls and then punch the other one in the fucking nose. That's true. And broke it. And broke the shits. He just really hated priests. Yeah, I guess. He's like, all right, I got a plan. Got the uh, identity of Ronald Edwin Hunkler yeah. was confirmed by T. Weston Scott Jr. What all the fucking names in here? A Cottage City resident since 1919 and a lifelong member of the Cottage City Colmar Manor Fire Department. So that is one of the other things that uh, was found um, that is a lot of uh, a lot of people get wrong is the location in Maryland where it happened. And we all know it's all about location, location, location. Wait, so it's location? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <sighs> Sorry. Go ahead. 
I don't even want to anymore. <laughs> so it was wrong? Yeah. So the, the original, I can't remember the original location that a lot of people think it is, um, think it happened, but this is the actual uh, like area. Okay. So having served as the local fire chief for 20 years, Scott said, and this is uh, T. Weston Scott, the boy involved was Ronald Edwin Hunkler, and he lived at 3807 40th Avenue. I knew the boy, but I didn't know too much about what was going on, to be frank. They kept it quiet. I thought his name was T. Weston, not Frank. Why would he say that? I think he. Uh, I think he said he wanted to be Frank. So I, I don't know who uh, Frank so is. Why but would he want to be Frank? Yeah, I get it. Franks are dicks. Um, I know a Frank that's pretty cool. Or does he want to be a hot dog? It could be. Yeah, you know what that like, might be. Like an all beef Frank. Yeah, those are delicious. I love mm, that dog. I do, me too. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So the guy that wants to be a hot dog here, they kept it quiet at the time, and later on, there was a lot of stuff about it. The Hunklers lived there since the 30s, and they stayed in that house for about 20 years. I think most of the older neighbors who were around at the time knew about it. Most of them are gone now, though. I would say so, considering he was fucking a resident since 1919. Holy shit. Oh, just a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's only three, two years later now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One of uh, Ronald Edwin Hunkler's contemporaries and neighborhood friends submitted himself to an interview with... Uh, Obsas- ah, Obsasnik to discuss the case under That's the guy. Yeah, he's one of the guys that did um, one of the studies on the. We oh, okay. talk about him a little more later too. Okay, he wanted to to, to discuss the case under the grant of uh, anonymity. 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 That's right. Anonymity. That's right. JC, as he is referred to by Obsas. Ah, oh, man, that guy's fucking name. Is that the bass player from Nirvana? That's Nova Selleck. Oh, okay. Uh, Close enough. He is referred to by Obstinetic stating, um, no, I don't think he was ever possessed. I think it was psychological. As far as any real possession or anything like that, I don't think so. There are some interesting psychological aspects to it. They were German Lutherans, and he was an only child, and I think the grandmother is actually the central figure. She played a very influential role in all of this. You had this old world religion superstition, and the mother got caught up in it, and the father just kind of stayed in the background. I think he could see what was going on, which is why uh, he is never mentioned. And that's true. They never do talk about the dad. Huh? Yeah, but he didn't want to piss off the wife. So. Yeah. <laughs> the true story yeah, is he's, much. He's, bad. he's like at the bar with his buddy. He's like, this fucking kid, man. He's pretending to be possessed. The wife believes it. But what the fuck am I going to say? I mean, it's a reason to go to the bar and drink, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Any reason is right. a good reason. Yeah, there you go. The true story is much more intriguing from a psychological point of view. The basis of the real thing could be a damn good story, no doubt about it in my mind. The rest of it, I can run a parallel. You had these two mischief makers that had a strong tendency to take advantage of people who were weaker than themselves. They were a pair of connivers, and they had their act down. In pairs like that, they compete with each other, and they don't get along well, and they have to keep doing something to retain their relationship and all the time this mischief in one form or another. They were trying to outdo each other. So he's referencing like what one of uh, Roland's friends or something? I'm not sure if he's talking about like a friend or the mom. I know that almost sounds like he was talking about the fucking mom there. Yeah. Like the mom and him have to like, like they cause have the shit. Same, yeah, like like maybe the mom is the same way, and then like they were just kind of feeding off each other at this point. That's, that's what I got out of it. I don't know. Weird. Because I read I read that like a couple of times. Like, wait, who the fuck? Because like I'm like, did I miss something? Like, did, was he talking about somebody? Like, maybe he was talking about the mom. So I think he's talking about the mom. That's weird. So JC's brother, called BC in the interview, was uh, for many years the best friend of Ronald Edwin Hunkler. In discussions with BC, 
Ronald Edwin Hunkler was described as being submerged in a household with a fanatically religious mother and grandmother that embraced spiritualism. Hunkler was hated by his classmates and prone to tantrums. Oh, so he's a little bitch. Yeah, he's a punk. Aw. The punk. He frequently showed violent tendencies and exhibited uh, sadistic behavior to animals and people around him. And he's so, a fucking sociopath. All right. In short, um, many of the traits used to describe the possessed boy had been a fundamental part of his character. So the the kid was just an asshole. That's what it's. Uh, that's what they're making what? it sound like. Bro. This is all BC saying this. Yeah, this yeah. is the, the friend. Not my words. It's yeah. BC, right? High life. High life. Can't wait to go to work. <laughs> At NASA. Yes. At NASA. Right, right. I'm actually piloting a shuttle tonight. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That should be fun. Yeah, it helps to get drunk before you go to space. 100%. I'll Definitely. be back next week. Though. All right, cool. JC summed up Hunkler's personality with, quote, people ask what he was like back then, and I can tell you that he was never what you would call a normal child. He was an only child and kind of spoiled, and he was a mean bastard. <laughs> we were together all the time, and we used to fight all the time. Oh, my God. And this is coming from, like, people that went to school with him. That was, like, one of his best friends, yeah. And he just called him a mean bastard. And said that they fought all the time. What? A f- what? JC did recall Hunkler's last day in class during the 1948-1949 school year. Quote, we were in class together at Bladensburg Junior High. He was sitting in a chair, and it was one of those deals with one arm attached, and it looked like he was shaking the desk. The desk was shaking and vibrating extremely fast, and I remember the teacher yelling at him to stop it, and I remember he kind of yelled, I'm not doing it, and they took him out of class, and that was the last I ever saw of him in school. Oh, what old fucker. He's a fucker. But he wasn't doing it. The desk certainly did not move around the room like that book Possessed said. It was just shaking. I don't know if he was doing it or uh, what was doing it because I just can't clear it in my mind. Oh, so he's surmising that it may have actually not been him. Well, he's saying that, like, he's basically saying, like, look, I, I don't think it was him, but I can't prove that it wasn't. Right. And, but he is a mean bastard. Yeah. And he could have been creating all this shit. Yeah. You know, fucking. JC summarized Hunkler's character with his own story about life with Hunkler. Oh, I cannot wait for this. Yeah, it's got to be good. Quote, there was this dog that ran around the neighborhood at the time. It was half red cocker spaniel, and it looked like it was half chow. Fuck chow chows. And I'm sorry if you guys have chow chow dogs or whatever, but I had a chow chow, a three-legged chow chow named Tina bite me one time. Swear to God. (laughs) So many questions, right? Did you deserve it? It sounds like the beginning of like a bad joke. Nope. I swear to God. So I'm walking down the street, and I see this three-legged chow-chow named Tina. <laughs> no, I swear to God, it happened. Little fucking... Chows are fucking mean, dude. They're, yes. Well, there's, we all, well okay, I got to take that back, too. I had uh, a chow-chow when I was a kid named uh, Sugar Bear. Big old black, fluffy <laughs> dude. She was the greatest dog to everyone like in the family. Oh, yeah. But you could have been my loyal, best though. fucking friend and walk over to the fucking house, and she would try to bite your ass. She was loyal. mean as fuck, and she actually died from a heart attack on uh, 4th of July. Oh, poor little girl. Because mm-hmm. of like the fireworks and shit? Oh boy, I don't remember what it was. Oh my God. Dude. Yeah, the fireworks. I don't know. The damn dog's name. Sugar I love Bear. that dog. Was it a boy? <laughs> I, don't I don't remember. remember. Anyway, so anyway, half chow. So this dog was mean. Shocker. And nobody ever knew who owned it. It just came out of nowhere. Well, Ron, aka Roland, basically adopted that dog. Well, you know, you know, spirits aligned together yeah that dog was really his best friend not me that dog hated everyone and everything and would bite anyone in sight but he loved ron ron would feed it and bring it into the house with him one time he called me up and told me to come over and i never really trusted him because he was sneaky and a real mean little bastard (laughs) fuck 
<laughs> oh my god, dude! Will you guys please talk about me like that after I'm dead and gone? I talk about you like that now. Yeah, but when I'm dead, it's better. Oh, it's uh, gonna get worse. When okay, you're dead. good. So, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fine. dude. I'm gonna tell people all kinds of shit that never really happened about oh, you. You well, know, my dad. You guys heard that right? He was like, now bastard. that he's gone, I can actually tell you what really happened in those basement <laughs> sessions. <laughs> Did you know he never wore pants <laughs> or underwear or anything? Yeah. Uh, okay, so this guy goes on to say, I was going over there and he was looking out from the basement window, and when I got to his house, I heard the back porch door slam, and I knew right away what he'd done. He'd done this sort of thing many times before to different kids. I started running like hell because he'd sicked that dog on me. When I got home, he called me up and was laughing like hell. That's what kind of person he was. He did that all the time. What a dick. So this this is kind of crazy because uh, I don't know if I put it in here or not, but there was another. Um, I read something else about like him and like his like laugh. Like I guess he had like this crazy laugh. And this, you know, he said somebody here. And there was a there was another article I was reading about a guy. Um, he was like a, another priest or something that was around when they were doing the exorcism. And he was like in his office, and he was talking about how he heard this like crazed laughter coming from the other room. And it ended up it turned out that it was him during the ex, the uh, Roland, yeah, and Ron, uh, Roland, whatever. Yeah, is. so I was just like, I wonder if that's just like, like, did he hear something crazy, or is that did you just got a crazy fucking laugh? Because that. Is another thing where he's like, I heard his laugh and blah, blah, blah. You know, like everyone, there were other people that said that he had like this crazy laugh. Like, is this guy on like some sort of a list now? He sounds like he was an asshole back then. Keep reading. Okay. So it seemed like little Roland may not have been the good kid everyone claimed him to be. But did that mean he was crazy enough to fake a possession? Okay. Sounds like it. I mean, I'm leaning that way right now. I'm leaning that way. There have been several investigations into the exorcisms. So what? Did they find? I don't know. Well, one came up with dinner interesting. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> one came up with some interesting stuff. According to various reports, Father Edward Albert Hughes was the first priest to attempt an exorcism on Ronald Edwin Hunkler, a.k.a. Roland. So this, a lot of this stuff was taken from uh, that Opasnik or whatever his name was. That we mentioned earlier that I told you. He the was, bass player of Nirvana. No, that was Nova Selleck. Damn it. Okay. Again. Right. Right. Uh, awesome. I got you. The claim is that after an initial session with the boy, Hughes had the boy sent to the Georgetown University Hospital where three days of exorcisms were performed and that Hughes was injured in the process. However, Opsasnik suggests there is no evidence to suggest Hughes ever visited Hunkler in his Cottage City home or at Georgetown University Hospital. Instead, there seems evidence to suggest that uh, Mrs. Hunkler took her son to a single consultation in February of 1949 with Hughes at St. James Church in Mount Rainier, Maryland, where he was assigned as assistant pastor. Oh, so somebody blew that shit out of the water, huh? There's also no evidence to suggest that Hughes was ever attacked. On the other hand, Father William Sauters, writing for the Catholic Herald in 1998, asserts firmly that Hughes did not or did conduct the exorcism at the Georgetown University Hospital. He did or did not? Did. He did. Did. Did? Did. Did. <laughs> did. He did, in fact, <laughs> conduct the exorcism okay. at the Georgetown University Hospital. Oh, Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> Hughes' assistant pastor, um, Frank Bober, confirmed oh. that most likely it was Mrs. Hunkler that initiated the, uh, the interest of the clergy. 
I had a good friend with the last name of Bober, and he died in a motorcycle accident. I'm sorry to hear that. It was terrible. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He's a good dude. Wow. Sorry. Uh, anyways. <laughs> According to Bober, quote, Father Hughes, uh, Huge. <laughs> Father, well, that just changed the whole thing. <laughs> Father Hughes Johnson never went to the boys' home. No, Father Hughes never went to the boys' home. Uh, basically, it was the mother that brought the kid to the rectory, and the thing is, she's the one who gave Father Hughes all the information. Uh, is that so remember earlier they were you know yeah, feeding off each back other. And forth. Yeah. What'd you say, Logan? I said, is that why they call it a rectory? What? I don't get it. What did you say? Never mind. I got confused on what the terminology was. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> is this, is, I, I don't know. What the hell was that all about? I think he's drunk. A little bit. Are you drunk? Yes. On what are you life. Drink, what are you drinking over there? I am drinking the greatest crystal clear amount of air. Oh, yeah. Is that because you dropped your whole bottle of whiskey last week? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Dude, can we talk about the fucking deep-ass cut that's still in my hand that I can't fucking get it to close up? So we, he brought over a bottle of this awesome shit. Yes, awesome shit. And he was passing around. We all got a little tug of it. Funniest thing ever. And he goes to put it back in his pocket. And as he's walking out, all of a sudden he heard... Wait, what did he say right before that, though? He said, don't drop it. I was like, I ain't going to drop this. That, yeah, yeah. He's like, because it's really good, and it's only $30, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, crash. And he left all the glass downstairs, by the way. <laughs> I threw it away. No, you didn't. It was in a bag down here, and there was still particles all over the fucking place. I had to come down and clean it up. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, anyway, it was funny. And he, but he did cut himself pretty hard, though. Well, it was, it was, trying to clean the shit up. Yeah. yeah. But he was fucking half tanked on a half bottle say, of fucking he whiskey. Fucking, <laughs> he was drunk. On I the got this. It's okay. Oh, it's just a piece of. Ow. <laughs> it hurt. I'm bleeding. Is that supposed to go there? <laughs> so um, basically, yeah. So the mom was giving us everything that I know of that he shared with me took place in the rectory, not at the house. So everything that took place that they're referencing was at. As actually at the rectory, not right. at, not at their not house. at their house, like people claim it to. So Bober also stated that Father Hughes had described the Hunkler boy as having quote a dark stare, almost as if there was nothing behind the eyes. I mean, he's a little sociopath. That's why exactly. Bober further claims that Hughes experienced an unseen force pressing him against the wall. Okay, so he's saying that maybe he's feeling something off the kid. Yeah, maybe he's just afraid of the kid. That would make sense. You know, mm-hmm. see, this is what this is what gets paralyzed me. by fear. So so far, and this is this is what I'm getting. I'm getting all kinds of shit saying, "Nah, it didn't really happen." However, they did say this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like this, this kind of yeah, did happen, and that's a, that's a lot of it. Like, well, this, 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 and this seems like bullshit. Well, but then this could right. have been construed as something that may have happened that was weird. Right. Like, so there's nothing that definitively so far says, "Nah, it didn't fucking happen." No, because there's a lot of evidence that points either way. Right. So in an effort to clarify the events surrounding the exorcisms back in 1949, one of the few witnesses willing to go on record was Father Walton Holleran, the guy who got his nose blasted. And he was the last, I believe he was the last one alive. He died in 2005. Oh, wow. If that, I think it was him. Um, Who uh, was called by Father (laughs) William Bowden to assist in the exorcism. When asked if Hunkler was possessed, Holleran said, quote, I can't go on record. I never made an absolute statement about the things because I didn't feel I was qualified. I hadn't studied the phenomena and that sort of thing. All I did was report the things that I saw and whether I would make a statement one way or another wouldn't make any difference. That seems like a pussy way out of fucking answering a question. Just keep reading. Okay. When questioned about reports of the boy speaking other languages, Halloran stated, quote, just Latin. I think he mimicked us. Ah." So like they were saying something and he would like repeat it. 
basically is what it was. Holleran said that there were no demonic changes in the boy's voice and that when the boy struck him, it wasn't with extraordinary strength because he's a fucking little shit. Yeah, right. and I don't know if I put it in there. There was another quote about his, uh, like, people saying, oh, he had, like, all this crazy strength and was whatever. And, like, somebody was like, it was no more than, like, what a normal agitated. Right. Because, you know, when you get pissed off, you do get a little, like, bah. And someone was like, it was no more than what a normal, like. I'm sorry, you get a little bit what? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but they were like, yeah, it was no more than like a normal, like agitated, angry teenager. Right, right, right. Get. Just fucking, he's a little shit. In his 1993 book, Possessed, the true story of an exorcism, um, exorcism, exorcism, author Thomas B. Allen offered, uh, quote, the consensus of today's experts that, quote, Robbie was just a deeply disturbed boy. Nothing supernatural about him. Ooh. So wait a minute. And that's the guy that wrote the book that the... Oh, no, this is 93. So that's not the book that stemmed. The th oh, that was uh, Batty or whatever that did. Uh, Blatty. Blatty. Yeah, he's the one that wrote The Exorcist. Okay. So this guy's basically calling a guy out. So our uh, author Mark Opsasnik questioned many of the supernatural claims associated with, uh, associated with the story, proposing that Roland Doe was simply a spoiled, disturbed bully who threw deliberate tantrums to get attention or to get out of school. Motherfucker. Um, Sassnick reports that Holloran, who was president at uh, president, present at the exorcism. He was the president was, of the execution. He was the president. He never heard the boy's voice change, and he thought the boy merely mimicked Latin words he heard which clergymen say, we just said which earlier, we talked yeah. earlier, rather than gaining his sudden ability to speak Latin. Um, Sassnick reported that when marks were found on the boy's body, Holloran failed to check the boy's fingernails to see if he had made the marks himself. Obsasnik also questioned the story of Hughes' uh, attempts to exercise the boy and his subsequent injury, saying he could find no evidence that such an episode had actually occurred. Mm -hmm. During his investigation, Obsasnik discovered the exorcism did not take place at 32... Okay, uh, so that's what I was talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. 3210, which we talked about earlier. The boy never lived in Mount Rainier. The boy's home was in Cottage City, Maryland. We talked about that. Much of the commonly accepted information about the story is based on hearsay, is not documented, and was never fact-checked. There is no evidence Father E. Albert Hughes visited the boy's home, had him admitted to Georgetown Hospital, requested that the boy be re uh, restrained at the hospital, attempted an exorcism of the boy uh, at Georgetown Hospital, or was injured by the boy during an exorcism or any other time. There is ample evidence refuting claims that Father Hughes suffered an emotional breakdown and disappeared from the Cottage City community. According to Upsasnik, individuals connected to the incident were influenced by their own specializations. I love that we're just shitting all over this. <laughs> Things took a turn, didn't they? I just love, it's like, you know that Look, movie I felt like how I, scary it is? Fuck you! <laughs> I felt like I had to, I felt like I had to put both sides in. Oh, it's so good. Well, no, because I'm so like, you know, I don't believe in any of that shit. Yeah, no, this I know. is beautiful. I love I this. I love this. I'm sorry if we're ruining your Halloween right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sorry. what we do, man. So, hey, hey, it is in the description that we talk about and possibly tear apart. That's what we say. All right. We always do. We got to look at it from both sides. We got to look at both sides, man. That's it. So to psychiatrists, Roland Doe, uh, Roland Doe suffered from a <laughs> mental illness. And I didn't mean to laugh at that part. I just heard Roland Doe. And now I'm rolling thinking. Doe. That's all I'm thinking in my head. Like, rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all I'm thinking now. Uh, to priests, this was a case of demonic possession. And we're talking back in the fucking 40s, too, where they didn't really know right. a lot about and psychological So basically problems. what they're saying is to people who, like doctors and stuff like that, the dude was just mentally ill, but the, the priest thought he was possessed. So yeah. it was like, 
that's what it was saying earlier. Like depending on what their uh, profession was kind of influenced what they thought of what was going on. Right. And remember those <clears throat> priests, they're not fucking doctors. They're not, you know, they're religious. Except for that one guy that had like 47 different terms. Right, he's a professor. The third. The third Esquire JC or whatever the fuck right, it right. was. JC. JC. SJ. SJ. LL Cool J. You know, yeah. that's, that's how, yeah. So to writers in film, uh, you know, and vi- uh, video producers, this was a great story to exploit for profit, of course. Oh, yeah. Those involved saw what they were trained to see. Each purported to look at the facts, but just the opposite was true. Mm-hmm. In actuality, they manipulated the facts and emphasized information that fit their own agendas. Ha ha! Yeah, so that's why they're saying, like, the priests, priests thought he was possessed. Psychiatrists right. thought he was crazy. That's what they know. You know? Yeah, that's that's it. That's what you're trained to look for. Right. Um, Sassnick wrote that after he located and spoke with neighbors and childhood friends of the boy, most of whom he o- only referenced by initials, he concluded that, quote, the boy had been a very clever trickster who had pulled pranks to frighten his mother and to fool children in the neighborhood. He's a little shit. Skeptic Joe Nickel wrote that there was, quote, simply no credible evidence to suggest the boy was possessed by demons or evil spirits. And maintains that the symptoms of possession can be childishly simple to fake. Nickel dismissed suggestion, uh, suggestions that supernatural forces made scratches or markings or caused words to appear on the teenager's body in unreachable places, saying, quote, a determined youth, probably even without a wall mirror, could easily have managed such a feat if it actually occurred. See, that's the part, if it actually occurred. Mm-hmm. Although the scratched messages pro- uh, proliferated, they never again appeared on a difficult-to-reach portion of the boy's anatomy. That's what I was asking earlier. Like, yeah, like if you can't reach like yeah, the middle of like your if it's the middle of your or fucking or... back or something like that, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be like, oh, that's fucking weird, you know? Hey, whatever. Yeah, but even then, if you got something long enough to reach back there, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess it, what, what there's a will, there's a way. You man. make back scratchers, right? Right. Back scratcher. Back scratcher. <laughs> back scratcher. Oh, wait, that's butt scratcher. Butt scratcher. <laughs> butt, butt scratcher. <laughs> butt scratcher. <laughs> butt scratcher. <laughs> on one occasion, the boy was reportedly seen scratching the words hell and Christ on his chest by using his own fingernails. Ah! <laughs> According to Nickel, nothing that was reliably reported Where in the case. Where was that in the diary? Yeah, not there. Um, nothing that was reliably reported in the case was beyond the abilities of a teenager to produce. The tantrums, trances, mood furniture, hurled objects, automatic writing, superficial scratches, and other phenomena were just the kinds of things someone of of Roland's age could accomplish, just as others have done before and since. Indeed, the elements of poltergeist phenomena, spirit communication, and demonic possession, taken both separately and especially together as one progressed to the other, suggests nothing so much as role-playing involving trickery. Ease of shit. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Nickel also dismissed stories of the boy's uh, prodigious strength, saying he showed, quote, nothing more than what what could be summoned by an agitated teenager and criticized popular accounts of the exorcism for what he termed, quote, a stereotypical storybook portrayal of the devil. The devil. The devil. The fruits of the devil. Look, I know the devil. He's a good guy. Do you? I do. He's not bad. He's not what everyone thinks he is. We actually have fun down here. Tell him to do me a favor. What do you need? Uh, kick Hitler in the balls. Oh, no. He's got his own special room. It's pretty bad. <laughs> and tell him, <laughs> even, I have his mustache. Look, even Satan hates Hitler. It's pretty ridiculous. That's how bad that guy was. Yeah, you got to suck pretty hard for the devil. And the you. first thing we did was shave that mustache, by the way. <laughs> I know. I got it now. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, he's part of the show. Oh, very nice. Very it's, nice. It says hi. <laughs> 
<laughs> so two Christian academics, Terry D. Cooper, a professor of psychology, and Cindy K. Epperson, a professor of sociology, wrote that advocates of possession believe that, quote, although they are not frequent, exorcisms are necessary for casting out the demonic. And, quote, cases of genuine possession cannot be explained by psychiatry. Cooper and Epperson de uh, devoted a chapter of their book, Evil, Satan, Sin, and Psychology, to the case and dismissed natural explanations in Sounds favor. Like a death metal song. Yeah. Evil, Satan, Sin, and Psychology. <laughs> <laughs> so they dismissed natural explanations in favor of a supernatural perspective regarding the nature of evil. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 So after all that, what are we yeah. thinking out here? What do you what do you what do you guys think? Okay, so I gotta say, from everything that I looked at, yeah. I think that the that this whoever this Roland Doe was, if it really was this hunkler dude, because there are people that don't believe that it was this hunkler guy either. Oh really? Yeah. Um there are some people that, that don't know that it, they don't believe that he was the real the actual guy. He's the guy? There's yeah the guy guy and there's there's people that you know, that say that there's only like two or three people that actually know who it was and that was the people that were able to read the uh, diary because those were the and uh, the uh, the Alexian brothers the hospital or whatever I guess they kept tabs on him and uh, some of the priests kept tabs on him after it, everything was said and done <clears throat> and it said that basically they're those are the only ones that know who he really was and the guys that and like the few people that were able to read the the diary um oh, so they're saying there's some that they're, there, no, there's, no, no one's 100 percent sure who it was then well i mean it seems like it's this hunkler guy like it's that's the most obvious thing but there's always those people that are just like i don't think it was that guy i think he's just kind of like the scapegoat kind of deal but uh i think it was this hunkler dude personally from what i was reading and uh i think he was just a fucking dickhead Spoiled brat, fucking yeah. You know, uh, I really, I really believe. Like, I love that kind of shit. I think it's crazy. Like the possession stuff. Like, and there's a lot of stuff that it makes for great stories. And there's it really a lot does. of stuff that can't be explained. Right. Some of it can be explained by mental illness. Like, your brain can do some crazy shit. Yeah, we've talked about. You that know what I mean? And our uh, exorcism. Yeah, exorcism. Yeah. So I think I honestly think it was this dude, and I think he was just fucking nuts. Right. So, do we think it's possession? Maybe a jerk kid. Is The Exorcist that scary of a movie? Actually, I don't think it's that scary. I like it a lot. Though. It was the, like one of the first horror movies I remember. I saw when I was like 11, and yeah. it scared the shit out of it me. It fucked people up when it came out. Yeah. We talked about that. Like when you see it when yeah. you're a kid and yeah. you don't understand. Like because at the time too, I was like, I was young, dude. I didn't really understand like religion and God and like the like I didn't really understand that shit. Logan, being the young buck here, have you seen The Exorcist, the original? I've seen parts of a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen. So, so no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you know of the movie, you've just never of seen the it. movie and have seen. Hold on, can we trailer. rewind that for a second? <laughs> Logan, have you seen The Exorcist? No. Quote: I've seen parts of a trailer. Well, at least he's honest. Just say no. <laughs> so do me a favor. Um, can you, like, when you go home tonight? Yeah. Can you go home and watch it? I don't want to have nightmares. It, you, it, it's not. I don't personally think it's that fucked up. I it's mean, creepy. It's creepy. And as a kid, you might have a nightmare. When it, Wait when a minute. It, you're tw almost 26. What do you mean nightmares? Are you going to check my closets for monsters? When of course. Over? I'm your daddy. I'll always do that. All right. Thank you. I'll be there. <laughs> See, I'll snuggle with you. Yeah. You should. Oh, uh, very nice. Oh. <laughs> you're going to snuggle with the demon? The devil inside. Demon. Oh, question. Demon, sorry. 
Have yes. You, what is your name, demon? I believe we already established this. What is it? It was Edoom, remember? Oh, yeah. I do remember that now. You I drink forgot already. I, I, I drink a lot. Fair point. Yeah. So I want you to go home and watch that, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't please do. Hopefully, my granddaughter will be in bed. So she, please don't do that to her. So, because there, there's her. some, especially if you know, like, the religious context Ooh. involved in it, it's kind of a fucked up movie. Like, it, especially not, if you. Okay. If like, you, it is, but it's not like there's any scenes where no. she's, like, masturbating with a cross no. or anything. T- take yourself out of the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like that happened. Yeah. Right. I try to tell, like, my wife or whatever, like, you know, when I watch movies, I disassociate completely. You have to. Like, I, you know, I don't want to sit there and, like, overthink the movie. Yeah, because you're, you're just not going to be entertained. Movie. Right. I hate people that do that. So when you go into it, go into it with just like, okay, this is a horror movie and that's all it is. And same with the listeners out there. If you've never seen Exorcist, I would love to hear your guys' point of view. I love it. Not only that, but you know. I like the movie. It's a good movie. This this case actually spawned a ton of movies. I mean, there's so many possession movies out there. Yeah. And stories and TV shows and documentaries and everything else. And honestly, it's crazy because not a huge amount is known about what exactly took place. There's so many back and forth. It was like the first big possession case that like the really came out of you. Yeah, United like the States, media man. sank yeah. their teeth yeah, into. Yeah. Only a few people truly knew what went down and they are all gone now. Uh no one is sure if Hunkler is still alive. So like uh like you can't find anything on him anywhere? No. Really? Everyone it's basically uh the thought that whoever wherever he is, he's the names have changed and he's not Hunkler anymore and Well, he'd be in his 90s today if he was still alive, yeah. right? Only a few people really tried. Like I said, the uh, the the people from the hospital tracked him. They kind of kept tabs on him for a while. And uh, I know one of the priests, um, or no, it was, I think it was, yeah, yeah, it was that, Hall- was it Halloran? Halloran's the one who got his, 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 yeah. his nose fucking bashed I think, in. I think he had written, um, I think he had written to, to Hunkler a couple of times after it happened and never heard anything back from him. So he was just like, you know, I had to respect that. I just, you know, yeah. I sent him a cut. Like, I think he sent him like two or three, uh, like letters and never heard back from him. He's like, so I just kind of like left it alone and it was, I just kind of let her go. But I know for a while, like after a while, I know, um, people were saying that he, he did end up marrying at some point. He did have at least one kid that he named Michael. That seems to be, about the most that anybody can we find that I've found. Michael Hunkler then? Can we I don't know if it's him? the same name. It, it oh. might not be Hunkler anymore. That dude That's probably gets saying. fucked with so much. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know that guy. That's yeah. That's fucked up. Well, we want to know first of all um, what you think about this case. Um, it, you know, I, I feel like if we do have some religious listeners, you may have a different take on this. And yeah. Yeah, please, absolutely. please listen. We're very again. We're never trying to bash your beliefs or anything like that. We want to hear what you honestly think. Um, we want to know, has anyone, any one of our listeners ever had a possession experience or know someone that had, you know, that'd be, is there anybody out there that can hook us up to witness a, a, a exorcism? Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to do that. But also too, I want to know what you think of the exorcist. And if you've seen it, go back and watch it again. Also, we should watch, have a viewing party. Don't watch the exorcist two, but please watch the exorcist three. Yeah. Very underrated sequel. That not too many people really realize is is. I don't know good. if I've ever even seen that. Oh, it's good. Yeah, Exorcist three is good. I have to go back and watch that. Maybe I'll watch that. Skip tonight. two. Two is stupid. While the wife no. is asleep. Two is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I good. didn't like two at three all. Three was good though. Yeah, I didn't like two at all. 
But yeah, let us know what you guys you know think about this. Uh, you know, is it real? I know we, there's been so many possession movies lately. We're gonna do a couple more possession episodes yeah. too. There's a couple we got some good ones. of cool. Um, and we apologize. We both. Uh, I don't know if we were mixed up in our possession stories or what. But uh, we were both under the impression that there was audio from this. Yeah, that's that's completely on me. I'll take that and, because uh, I, I. But I was I was with you. I thought there was too. Yeah, I listened to a pod. I think I just listened to too many fucking podcasts and I got Get mixed, mixed up. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's what happened. Because there are a couple other ones that have some. I thought there was like audio. straight up audio on this, and there is audio for some of the other ones we'll talk yeah. about, yeah, and yeah. we'll make sure we have that for that because that's makes it extra spooky. <laughs> Extra spooky. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So anyway, in saying that, we want to know what you guys think and watch that movie because guess what time it is? What time is it? It is time oh, for everyone's fuck this up. favorite part of the show. It's the movies. <laughs> <laughs> that was your fault. I knew you were going to do it. It's all you. I actually watched his finger and I, I pointed to it and I looked at you like, is this it? You're like, yeah, that's it. And it was the wrong one. So, <laughs> so we're talking about the best demonic possession movies. And this is Ranker. Oh. We love Ranker because usually they throw in like the other things the other they're, things all, yeah, yeah, that they're like uh, attached good, to. Man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, right off the rip, dude. Yeah. Number 10 on this list. Is there anything up higher than that that's worthy of mentioning? Um, well, that one was okay. I have seen that one. Have you seen that one? Um, yes, I have. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, my wife wants to see the one, The Possession, Ooh. because her dude's in that one. Her her, her husband's in that? Yeah. Wow. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You Negan, know about that? Negan from... Oh, is he? Oh, okay. She, she thinks he's hot. Oh, really? Negan. Wow. When he's got the beard and stuff. Yeah. Beard. Beard. I tell you what, we'll start at 13 just because I fucking love this movie. And because oh, nice. it's All our right. show, we yeah, can do whatever the 13. fuck we want. Top 13, baby. Yeah, top 13. Hey, might as well. It's Halloween, baby. Fucking tips, right? dude. Top 13. Oh, that, it yeah. works on so many levels. Yep, yep. Maybe we should just start doing that in general. Top 13? Top 13. Just because it's, yeah, 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 I like that. Lucky number 13. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So 13 on this list is Constantine because it's fucking awesome. Yes. And it should be way higher on this fucking list. Whoa. And something just... Oh, there it is. They hide the X on those. I know. Fuckers. If you haven't seen Constantine, it's... Yeah, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, he's basically a dude that went to hell because he fucking died and he came back and he's just like a soul reaper kind of thing. Is that really a possession movie? Um, well, he does, well, yeah, in the he very does, beginning, he does a couple exorcisms in them. Yeah, remember the, the oh, chick yeah, yeah, okay, with the okay. mirror above yeah, her. You're right. Don't you're forget right. though, it's John fucking Constantine. All right, you say his name wrong again, I'm gonna have to yell at you. Well, wow, are you okay back there? No, it's John fucking Constantine. Okay, I didn't know his middle name was fucking. I apologize. It is in the comics. It should have been your middle name. It should have been. <laughs> I'm Logan fucking sick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so this is number 13 on the list. It's also number 346 of 1,436 of the most wow. rewatchable movies. I disagree with that. It should be way higher on the list. Of most re like of rewatchable, all time? dude. I could watch that over and over. No, but I'm saying that's pretty good though. I mean, no, that's good. Yeah. 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 Shia LaBeouf. out of like a thousand crazy ass. And number 339 of 552 of the greatest epic movies ever made. Okay. Wow. I concur. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's pretty solid. Yeah. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen that one, something's wrong with you. Uh, number 12, The Possession. I don't think I've seen this one. This one you were talking about. It has yeah. modest Yahoo in it. It's a Well, it's about a Dybbuk box. So it's got oh. a lot of religious, like like Jewish religion connotations. We should probably that. do an uh, yeah, episode like Hebrew, on that one of these Hebrew days. connotations. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's directed by Old Bernadol. Uh, it's 2012 with Kira Sedgwick. 
and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Modest Yahoo. I cannot believe that. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. He's a, if you guys don't know who he is, he's a Jewish rapper. He's great, dude. I, I love his shit. Yeah, he's I think he's amazing. Uh, this is number 41 of 42 of the best horror <laughs> movies streaming on Hulu. I don't know why that's even a list. The be- Well, there's only 42 movies streaming on Hulu, and it's number 41. That's it. Kind of low on the list. Uh, number 16 of 19 of the best paranormal movies streaming on Hulu. What the fuck? Who made this le- these lists? Number 50 of 55 of the best horror movies about parenting. On Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 11 is The Right uh, this starring yeah, this uh, wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, he's oh uh, Rutger Hauer's in it, excuse dude. Excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, Anthony. sir Anthony Hopkins. He's you know nice Chianti. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Clarence. So good to see you again. So this is uh, number thirty-one of fifty-seven of the best scary movies based on true stories. Ooh. I don't know what number one is on that. Do you think it's The Exorcist? It has to be. Do you want to check it real quick? Yeah. yeah. All right. Number one on that list is The Silence, Silence of, the of the Lambs, which he what was also the... in. He was. Yeah. So, I mean, that works. Whatever. The f- what are you doing? Holy pop-ups, Batman. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, um, so, anyway, it's also number 10 of 54, the best horror movies about the devil. The devil. 10 of 54 about the, the devil. devil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And number 282 of 536 of the scariest movies of all time. Oh, I'm going to have to watch this. Wait. two eight Of how many? 282 of 536. So, half up on the list. Wow. Yeah. I gotta watch Interesting. it. Interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Uh, number ten, however, the Evil Dead. Uh, yeah. Sam Raimi, you know Bruce Campbell, <laughs> and didn't they just announce something? Oh yeah, the new one's finished uh, filming. Apparently, finished filming the new Evil Dead, and he's got a new show. A uh, new is it a show or a movie? He's got a new movie coming out. I posted about that. Yeah. What it's is called, that? It's basically about like Black Friday. It's, it's like uh, he's like he's like the manager of a store, and like I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's. Uh, like zombies or what it is, but yeah, it looks pretty awesome. That's gonna be amazing. It's got fucking uh, Michael Jai White in it. Oh, nice! Which if you don't know, is Black Dynamite. He's also uh, he was Spawn. He was Spawn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and Tyson in the movie Tyson back in the day. Oh, he was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was uh, Mike Tyson. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, dude, he's not a great actor. No, oh, he's great though. But 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 he's uh he built like a shit brick house. Yes. And Holy he fucking, shit! And he's he's pretty good martial artist. Yeah, the badass dude. You ever see Exit Wounds? I don't With DMX and him. Is he in that? And Seagal? I don't think so. I don't. I didn't. I didn't realize he was in that. Rest in peace, DMX. Yeah, he's the bad guy in that. So number one forty nine of three seventy five of old movies every young person needs to watch in their lifetime. Number one seventy five twelve of the greatest movies of the nineteen eighties. All right. Number twelve of thirteen of which zombie apocalypse do you think you could survive? And number one on the list for my daughter, <laughs> who thinks it's the weirdest movie she's ever seen in her life. Really? Yeah, on Hulu. <laughs> yeah, on Hulu. <laughs> number nine on our list, the Amityville Horror. This is a good one. This is a good one. This, this yeah. one kind of fuck you up a little bit, too. Yeah, it's good. Uh, this oh, is uh, bullshit, James Brolin, who is the father of, um, what the fuck is his name? Josh Brolin, who played... Um, Thanos. Is that Thanos? Thanos, yeah. Cable. He was also um, um, the older brother in The Goonies. Yes, yes he was. Yeah, right. so he's been in a bunch of shit. Also with Margot Kidder and Rod Steiger. And then Margot Kidder, just to bring it all back around, was Lois Lane in the original 80s movies of Superman. Was I just watching that Rod Steiger? Oh, Mars Attacks. We just watched that. Oh, movie. yeah, yeah. He's the fucking like army guy. Yeah. So number 110 of 552 of the best 70s movies. Number 12 of 20 of 20 horrifying crime movies whose true stories are way more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Number 11 of 36 of the best horror movies about hell. Mm. Okay. All right. 
Uh, I hated this fucking movie. Yeah, I don't think it's good. Number eight, Hereditary. All right, so I gotta. I'm just gonna come out and say this: the scene that everybody like freaks out about in that movie when the little girl spoiler when she dies. Yeah, uh, I fucking laughed. It was so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. It's it's just a ridiculous. And the whole premise of the movie, I just I don't know, man. It was too much for me. The scene where the dude's on fire is kind of cool, but like where she sees him, he's like on fire in the living room or whatever it is. Like that's whatever. But everyone's like, where she? That scene where she gets you know whatever. And I'm just like, I thought it was fucking funny, like because it's so stupid. Like you knew it was coming. It wasn't like. Oh, I can't believe that happened. It was like, all right, well, it's about to happen. here it comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, this is number 60 of 139 of the best movies you never want to watch again. Uh, that's probably number one. AKA for me. the worst movie yeah. you ever watched. And number five of 15 of horror movie endings people only pretend to understand. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty awesome. Number seven. It's The Shinning. The Shinning. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> no, of course, it's The Shining Amazing Movie starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, and Scatman Crothers. Is he really possessed, though, or does he just go crazy? Is, oh, that's a good question. I guess oh. he does kind of go nuts in that. Who's he possessed by? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Does the uh, does the hotel possess him? Why would this ask you doom? Maybe. Yeah, does does he, 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 he mood or e-doom know? No, I do not. <laughs> I've never seen the movie. Good answer. Uh, number 26 of 379 of the best movies based on books. Of course, that's, uh, you know, our boy Stephen King. Uh, I believe it's Stefan. St- Stefan Kang. <laughs> Kang. Number six on the list is Sinister, which, again, yeah. it's it's just another, it's a creepy dude in the mask that just, it's, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Come on. Number, uh, it's starring Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, dude, you... and... Um, Fred Thompson. Like, Wait a minute. I do like Vincent D'Onofrio. Ten, uh, Vin, that, hold on. This is. I don't think this is the same movie I'm thinking of. This is the one like, where he keeps watching like the videos. Yeah, the fucking reels. And the reels, and he the, the dude pops up in the back. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that was Ethan Hawke. Why did I think it was that dude that played an Annabelle for some reason? No. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that played the the, uh, the, the 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 wife and husband. Uh, the yeah, the Conjuring. The fu- yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Dude, so have you seen the 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 spoof of that of uh, the Sinister, uh, uh, Haunted House too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that one, I think that's like the best adaptation of Sinister <laughs> ever. So this is number nineteen of one twenty five of the best intelligent horror movies. Gonna wow. disagree on that one. Yeah, number thirty one of fifty three of the best movies where the bad guy wins. Mm-hmm. What is number one on that list? Ooh, dun, dun, dun. I love when I love when shit like that happens. All right, hold on. I'm gonna do. Fuck you. Um, let's. Whoa. I want to see something real Best quick. Best movies where the bad guy wins. I actually want to do top five of that one real fast. Just because. All right. Number five, Usual Suspects. Yes. Okay. All right. So good. God, I love that. Logan, have you seen that? No. God damn it. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Dude, you have to watch Usual Suspects. Everyone out there should watch that. It's such a great movie. Um, Seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good, good. Which is kind of ironic because. Sounds familiar. Isn't it ironic? Because Kevin Spacey plays both the characters that win in both of those. Yeah. Kind of fucking nuts. Ah. Um, number... Silence of the Lamb is number three. <laughs> <laughs> so that means Kevin... No, I'm thinking... Oh, my God. Never mind. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Anthony yeah. Hopkins. I'm an asshole. Anyway, so Silence of the Lambs is number three on that list. Number two is Avengers... Uh, Infinity War. Yeah, oh, Thanos. he gets the snap. Yeah, yeah, he gets the snap off. And then Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. No, 
I am your father. Whatever, dude. Yeah. So yeah, those those are your top ones. I got all excited about that thinking that for some reason. Yeah. Eh, they're both you're... bald. Whatever. Number five on the list: Insidious. That's another one of those. This can't get into it's these like movies. all those movies that came out at the same time that are the exact same thing. Um, Rose Byrne, they Barbara Hershey, Patrick thing. Wilson. Yeah, it's like the same fucking movies. But Little kid gets all Insidious. Is that the one with like the red faced dude that's got like plugs? You know, they're all part yes. of like the same like timeline and shit like that. Like you have to watch those movies because they all lead up to these final movies that are coming out. You know that, right? Like all part of each other. No, you're thinking of the Conjuring universe. Insidious was part of that, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Are you uh, sure? Patrick Wilson's in it. Does that count? Insidious know. wasn't part of the Conjuring. Universe. No, I don't know. Whatever. Number four of twenty-two of horror movies you can't even finish watching. Okay. Why? Yeah, because it's so it's, exactly because it sucks. Number two is seventy nine of the best Bloomhouse Productions movies, which I am happy that Bloomhouse is doing the thing they're doing, man. Oh yeah, they're like a great horror production yeah, yeah. company, man. It's nice to see like yeah, somebody got some real stinkers too, though. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and number five of twenty of the scariest movies ever made, according to science. Okay, I got to see what this one is real fast. I'm according sorry. to science, this is going to be the longest fucking. <laughs> well, Finding some good stuff. Yeah, man. hold on, let me see. I want to see what this is. According, it's like, hold on. Oh, oh. damn it. Science kind of like The Exorcist was number one. Okay, Sinister, Sinister. The Conjuring, The, dis oh, the Descent. The, the Descent was good. Yeah, I like that one. That, that was, was cool. One. The second one sucked. Yeah. And then Insidious. It's all the same fucking movies, man. Aren't? Ugh. I anyway, even, I don't even like half of those movies. Yeah, man. fucking. Oh my god! But we like Bombay Sapphire. <laughs> um, number four on our list is The Conjuring Two, The Enfield Poltergeist. Yeah. Uh, again, Patrick Wilson. That's the guy I was thinking about earlier, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are all these movies... It's because they're new. That's what it is. Probably. So number eight of 107 of the best horror movie sequels. Number 31 of 136 wow. of the best movies of 2016. Wow, that's pretty deep. And number 94 of 182 of the best movie sequels ever made. Oh, what? Fuck you. Okay. Uh, number three, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I didn't mind this one. It's got Laura Lenny in it. I haven't seen this one. It was that's okay. That's based on a true... That's based on... That might be the one that we were talking about. Might be based on that one that we were talking about. Yeah, of Annalise... Yeah. Uh, Michelle. Michelle, yeah. Yeah, that she, might be, that the might German be. chick. That, she was German, right? Or Dutch or something like that. She's the Germans. I think I she's think. like Dutch or something. Yeah, whatever. So number 25 of 25 of the best courtroom thriller movies. Number 9 of 15 of which horror movie isn't as scary as everyone says. Okay. <laughs> and number 215 of four. Please tell me what number one is on that list. Uh, of which horror movie isn't as scary, as scary as everyone? everyone says. Yeah. All right. Let's, I want to see what these on ones are. This thing's going to fucking pop up here in a second. I knew you were coming, you fucker. Hold on. Let's. Um, Pet Cemetery is number six. The Shining, number five. Paranormal Activity, okay, number that four. Be number one. The Conjuring 2, number three. It from number uh, is number two. And okay. number one, The Exorcist. So uh. that's a very polarizing movie then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number two on our list. <laughs> number two on our list is The Conjuring. I'm, just, I'm not a fan of those movies, dude. I just can't get into them. It's not bad, but it's not like, I don't know. I don't think it deserves all the fucking credit that it gets. Dude, I know what number one is, though. They're spooky. You know what I mean? Like, they're spooky, but they're not like, oh, my God, I'm yeah. not going to be able to sleep for the next three days. But yeah. then I guess I'm tainted, though. My very first movie ever was, like, at six, and that was Hall or Friday the 13th. So it mine was Signs. Yeah. It's not a horror movie. It scared me. 
because you're a pussy. I was six. Again, you were a pussy. So this one is uh, number 140 of 315 of the best movies based on true stories and number 40 of 54 of the best movies loosely based on true stories. That's kind of ironic. They're both on those two lists. And number one, what do you think it is, Logan? Amityville Horror with uh, the Ryan Reynolds one. The Ryan Reynolds one? You think that's number one of this? Oh, hi. It's going to be The Exorcist. It's The Exorcist. That's what was my second guess. Max von Sydow, Ellen Burstyn, and Linda Blair, which is amazing because that's exactly what we were talking about today. Number 43 of 306 of the greatest movie themes. The theme is pretty badass. Yeah, it is nice. And number 60 of 61 of the best mother-daughter movies ever made. 60 of 61 of the best mother-daughter movies ever made? Yeah. I assume the 60 that are before that are probably not being able to mention on this show. (laughs) Why? Because they're probably all on Pornhub. All right. I mean, ew. It's gross. Let's see what number one is for the best mother-daughter Freaky movie Friday? ever made. It's Mamma Mia. Oh, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia. They actually is made a movie. That's that about ABBA. Yeah, it's about ABBA. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it because it sounds Another horrible. On I've seen Mamma Mia 1 and 2. Freaky, Freaky Friday. Friday was number two. Yeah. Ah. I did watch that new one they did recently uh, with uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Squid Games. No, what? Oh. No. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, the one where like he's a serial killer and he goes into the body of a girl and the girl becomes the serial killer and he becomes oh, like a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's about. pretty fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I haven't heard. Yeah, it. it's called like uh, I don't know what it's called. Look it up. Anyway, Google it, fuckers. Heard so anyway, that. that is your movies for the week. All right, passengers. We hope you enjoyed your Halloween episode on the exorcism. Of rolling fucking dough. Yeah, rolling, rolling dough. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> it's so fucked up. But it's cool. It's a it's a cool story, and it sounds to me that it's just if it is in fact the guy they think it is, it yeah. sounds like he was just an asshole. It sure does. And that maybe him and his mom had some issues and they fucking, you know, had a couple of assholes. Yeah. You're an asshole. Two big old puckers. Right. So next week, listen, we're going to be right. Well, first and foremost, you guys are listening to this. I'm assuming if you're listening to it right now before Saturday, you got to sign up to become a pooper. Yes. Yeah. Because we're taking our asses down to Lancaster, Ohio, and going to the Fairfield fucking asylum for a ghost hunt. Ghost hunt like a motherfucker. And the only way you're going to be able to. Technically, half of it takes place. On Halloween Day. It, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This, dude, I'm telling you, All Hallows Eve is when the shit's supposed to go down. Yeah. And we're going all night, baby. We're going all night. I wish I was. I, anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so it's going to be fantastic. We're going to be shooting some video down there, and like we're going to be live streaming. We're taking all the equipment that we have, and we're going to try and like compile, compile some stuff. That, uh, you know, maybe we'll release it to the public, but only the poopers are going to see the live stream. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. We're going to be going live throughout the night. Throughout the night. So Um, you guys make sure you're sticking by. It's Saturday night. You guys might have a Halloween party or something to go on. Show your friends. Show people you're hanging out with. Show them, listen, these motherfuckers are crazy. They're out there right now. And John might pee his pants. I'm going. I'm going. I I was thinking about it. I might buy some Depends. Just in case. All right. Because I don't yeah, think there's yeah. any bathrooms there for the... Because you never know how it goes. And so I was looking through the thing, and so they are supplying us with... Uh, soda, Coke. Soda, coffee. Coffee. And chips. And snacks. But EMF readers. 
It, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as something else that I didn't know what the hell it was. I'm assuming it's some sort of a device to go out there with or whatever. What was it? What was it called? NKG. I, I don't know. I, don't, I forget what it was. I'm it's sorry. Like it was like a spirit box or something? No, that'd be amazing. No, that's the band. I don't think they're going to be there. Oh, boy. <laughs> but what's cool, too, is that so we're going out with some of their actual, like, ghost hunters. Yeah. And then, and then they let us go out and by they ourselves. let us go by ourselves. Yeah, buddy. Oh, dude, it's going to be amazing. So you do have time to sign up to become a pooper at patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast or go over to the Midnight Train Podcast.com. Click on the Patreon button and become a pooper. It's five bucks a month, folks, and you get all kinds of really cool bonus episodes, too. So, you know, we do this shit for you. I mean, yes, it is fun and we love doing it, but we want to do shit that, like, really entices you. Yeah, and, man. You know what I mean? Like, we want to make sure we're here to entertain yeah (laughs) am i not entertaining (laughs) are you not entertained anyway it's gonna be awesome and next week listen join us because we're gonna be going to a little bit different of of an area for our creepy series that we Uh oh we're gonna do some creepy antarctica 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 and this is actually by special request from uh my boy nate and he right. is, uh, he's wanting us to, he's excited about it. I told him the other day, I was like, yeah, dude, it's coming up. He's like, what? Is there a lot dude. of creepy shit about Antarctica? And from what I hear, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's, dude, a lot of there's a lot of shit. We're going to have a co-star there, aren't there? Like the Nazis and stuff are up there. Yeah. What? Isn't the mustache going to be there? The mustache might be there. Depends. <laughs> Perhaps he will. I don't know. It's cold up there. <laughs> you mean down there? That's what I said. <laughs> I'm in hell right now. It sucks. <laughs> so technically, it's up. <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there? You're not supposed to be talking to people. Sorry, I'm sorry. Eat, eat, mood, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> eat, doom. That's it. Anyway, so join us for that because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, yeah, you know, all that good shit. By the way, you had a, uh, I, they sent you a message. Oh, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and we have a message from a new uh, Patreon pooper, if I'm not mistaken. I would like to. uh, Our poopers are talking. (laughs) The poopers, poopers are always talking, especially with me. Yeah, yeah. This is from uh, from Nicholas. From Nicholas, and you got a direct message on this one. So yeah, it it, it came to me. Okay, which is 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 nice because it makes me feel like people like me. Yeah, Nicholas, don't ever do that. Uh, Nicholas Cooper. Nicholas Nick Cooper. Cooper. Don't ever do that again. Swear to God, you can just make me feel loved. It's okay. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Uh, Nick says. I wasn't sure exactly how to reach out to you guys, so for some reason he came to me. Okay, which is probably the worst idea. The Midnight Train Podcast at Gmail dot com is our normal one, or yes. you can go to our website. But yeah, listen, feel free to message each yeah, one of us individually anytime you want. Fine. Absolutely, at any time. Uh, and, and Nick Nick goes on to say that he wanted to personally say thank you guys for making amazing content. Says it doesn't seem to matter what kind of mood he's in, bad or good. We always seem to make him laugh. Oh. Mostly because we're idiots. He didn't say that. I oh, thought, I was going to say, that's kind of harsh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> said he thinks we're goofy and hilarious, and he loves that everyone we bring on the show has a unique way of thinking. Oh, that's that, that's awesome. I like to hear that. Yeah. And uh, he's excited to see how far we'll go, and he's always proud to say he's a pooper. Ah, you are an awesome so son you, of a bitch, man. Nicholas, you're awesome. Yes, I, I take that we back. I don't know your mother. I apologize. Anyway, wow. yeah, that's rough. You can send all hate, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's, that's super cool, and like we love hearing you know feedback from people and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. So it's so you awesome. Guys, you guys get a hold of us anytime you want. Yeah, you, individually as a whole, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Because we you appreciate know, it. It does sure. feel good it means, it means on the whole. It means a lot to us. It, it means a, yeah, a great deal. Yeah, it's whenever I get any messages or whatever, I'm instantly like, oh, 
They like us. They really like us. So make sure to stop over to our official website there, themidnighttrainpodcast.com. At our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise at our store, and you can find all kinds of cool stuff over there. Fequel Fighter shit-eating robot t-shirts, the super popular Don't Be a DeSalvo shirt, and the switchblade-wielding jersey raccoon, which, if I'm not mistaken, insider info, and if you've made it this far... I believe he might be showing up on Milo's. Really? Midnight Menagerie. Better watch that fucking fox, dude. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think he might be showing up there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Fuck that. Did you have to talk to the fox? I did. Did you fucking throttle him? Man, I don't have beef with him, but he definitely doesn't like you. <laughs> it's 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 kind of fucked up. Gonna, it is. Dude, I'm gonna fuck. Did you like do something like it hurt him or something? No, he came at me, bro. I don't get it. He came at me. I un- completely unprovoked. Yeah. I, d- I do know one thing after that show. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the cookies. Yeah. yeah. I was afraid. Were they out of this world? Who because, made the cookies for you? Um, uh, uh, Milo. Did Milo make them? Milo made the cookies. Now, the real question yeah. is, did Milo pay for the stuff to make them? Or did we, did we Venmo him? Well, from, uh, from what I've learned from the episode and when everyone watches it on YouTube, and please stop by our official YouTube channel, and subscribe because that's uh, the most important thing you can do because every time you do and you yeah, hit that little bell on there, you're going to get notifications and those notifications Ding. are going to tell you when those episodes pop up. But I'm pretty sure we're paying for all of that. <laughs> through Venmo? Yeah, through Venmo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of that is happening. So, all yeah. Right. So, listen, if you're not familiar with Dr. Squatch Soap. Yeah. It is changing the way that men approach hygiene by it providing is. all natural, high quality, healthy products, bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and more. Make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass produced. You can get 20% off your first subscription. Just head on over to the Midnight Train Podcast.com forward slash sponsors or just go to our website and click on the sponsors tab. Then click on that banner and use promo code. D as in dog, S as in C. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I fucked oh it up. Oh, my God. It's DSC, Dr. Squatch Soap. Yeah. T- uh, 20. Okay. So make sure we're th- uh, 20 at the end to get the best DSC damn soap. DSC Squatch, Squatch 20. Right. Because it's discount code. Yes. 20. Yes. Squatch ladies, 20. Ladies, ladies, listen to me. Listen to me. Get on there. Get your man a subscription for Christmas. Oh, and he's gonna love it. I guarantee you. Yeah, that's gonna. And be you're amazing. gonna love. You're, you're gonna love the way he smells. You are gonna love the way he smells. No more sweaty ball sack smell. It'll be a very nice Doctor Squatch smell. Ooh, that new soap's coming out next week, though, right? Which one? The sweaty ball smell. Yeah, yeah. It'd be amazing. We should start a company that does that. Sweat. Just nasty smelling soaps. It's like, what's this one smell like? <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like a butt. <laughs> wet, wet fart deodorant. <laughs> Foot fungus. Isn't that what they wear in Monsters Inc.? What? Wet, wet dog and all that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They call it odorant, though. Right. Yeah, yeah, odorant, yeah. So, listen, if you like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show and head on over to the Midnight Train podcast. Like we said before, jump on this, especially before Saturday, so you guys can be a part of what we're doing. For as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of cool stuff. All right. And the bonuses are absolutely fucking hilarious. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, what share. The, what was the last bonus you guys did? 
We did Clive Barker. You did. You yeah. went with Clive Barker. Yeah, we, Grace actually chose Clive Barker. So then the next one is going to be the Whiskey War. It's going to be the Whiskey War. Right. And I'm excited about that one. All right. Yeah, because it's fucking crazy. <laughs> that, that thing even fucking happened is just it's fantastic. It's silly. It's it's silly. <laughs> and I'm going to make my wife drink whiskey oh during God. it. You might good, you, good, good. you might die. I'm going to fucking die that night. She might kill you. Yes. So poopers. You'll know what happens. She's crazy on whiskey. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's going to be awesome. So make sure you're doing that. And, you know, rate us where you can. It only takes a couple of minutes. And, of course, word of mouth is how we're going to keep getting more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter at The Midnight Train OH, on Instagram at The Midnight Train Podcast, on TikTok at The Midnight Train Podcast. Yeah, they allowed me to change it. Nice. Yeah, so dude. it's no longer the Midnight Train P. And on YouTube at the Midnight Train Podcast. All right. Also, speaking of whiskey, I got another bottle of Macau. Oh, so we're from dr- Spencer. We're drinking that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer, Spencer brought Is it a 12 or 15? It's a 12. Oh, yeah. Down. I'm down. So we're taking that to Lancaster. Uh, <sighs> Are we taking it? Maybe we should. Yeah. I have, dude, I've got like 15 flasks. Yes, All right. Boy. Yeah. We'll each have a flask yeah, of Macau, dude. I'm in. I'm in. Getting fucking McCallened up all yeah, the ghosts right. on. I see a fucking ghost. We're going to see all kinds of <laughs> no, shit. No, that's just moody. <laughs> like, dude, you guys, you guys hear that? Just something over there. And then you just going to hear, like, Logan, like, hey! <laughs> I dropped my flask in it, bro. Did you guys, did you guys hear that? Dude, it reminds me. So we were out in my old band, Burning Vegas. We were on tour. And we went down to, uh, we were playing a show at a place called the Scout Bar in Houston. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the people there decided they wanted to buy us these shots called a five-star general. And it literally has five of the most, like, I mean, it's like Jack Daniels, 151, uh, Jim Beam, some sort of fucking tequila, and like Jägermeister, all mixed in one shot. Dude, I had a sip of one. I was like, I'm done. Well, the rest of the band were all fucking nailing it. Um, my bass player went and got married to some lady in the back room by like a one-eyed guy, and then we lost our guitarist. What? Sort of got. So now, mar- by married, I mean this guy's like, yeah, I'm a minister. So we lost our guitarist, and I'm like, where the fuck is Steve at? So we're looking all around the place, and it's right by a river. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck, Steve is fucked up. He is he's falling in the river, and we're gonna have to fucking call the fucking, you know, oh, dude, whatever. This is even grosser than you made it sound. Oh, what is it? The five star general? Yeah. What is it? Rumpelman's Goldschlager, Tequila, Jaeger, and 151. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds disgusting. It's gross. It's so gross. So anyway, we're looking around, we're looking around, all of a sudden I hear, hey, I found him! And he's back behind the place right by the river, right? Guess where? what happened to him, though? He passed out on top of a fire ant hill. Oh. So I wake Wait, him up. who is this? Simbeck. Get the fuck out of swear, here, seriously? Swear, 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 swear. Oh my Hopefully God. somebody knows Steve Simbeck that's listening right now, oh and you should ask God, him about this, because it was fucking amazing. So... I get him to like wake up. I'm like, come on, dude. You know, and he sits up. He's like, ah, dude, it's cool. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and he's just getting lit the fuck up. So he takes off running. And as he's running, he smacks into a fucking tree <laughs> and like does a flip. And we get him in the fucking van. And on the way home, he's like trying to open the van door and like climb out and everything. Dude, it was the most insane <laughs> shit in the fucking world. Anyway. 
That's what my life used to be like. Anyway. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Halloween. A very special thank you to our fearless Patreon uh, hold on. I poopers. To Nicholas Cooper. Oh, there he is. Caitlin McKenney, Trent Scott, John and Kate Descharnay. Descharnay. Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Thanks Cook. McAllen, Spencer. There you go, buddy. Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell. Hey, did we ever hear from Albert Lopez? Not yet. No? No. All right. Yeah. I'm calling him out again. Yeah. Come on, Albert. Brian Gunsman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, Turner Cox, Sydney Sayer, Gina Mad- uh, Madison. I'm sorry for messing your name up, Gina. Janet Sherell, Laura Randall, who, by the way, Janet Sherell sent me a, a text because she lives close by, actually. Okay. And... um She's uh, she's actually a friend of ours, and when I was telling the story about those assholes in the four wheeler, yeah, yeah, she sent me like a message. She was like, "Oh my god, really?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, dude, sorry." Um, <laughs> to uh, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Funbox Podcast. Yeah. Please check out the Funbox. Good stuff. Christina Skelton and I Jessica. Think he's like officially banned from Facebook now. Is he really? I haven't seen him on there, and I remember seeing something that he was like banned. Dude, start up a new account. Who I don't know if it's shit? like I don't know. Well, he did, and they banned him again. I, I think so. Like I can't really tell what's going on. Right what kind now. of shit are you talking about over there, dude? I don't know. I can't really tell what's going on. You're <laughs> yeah. out there, Rob. Yeah, let us know what's happening. He has like zero fucks to give. He's know. just fucking just saying. I wanted to go to his Halloween party. We missed it. Aww. To uh, Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome from the Sister Skelton podcast. Make sure you check out the Sister Skeleton (laughs) podcast. To Maria Gibbs, Chainsaw. What the fuck? Jigsaw, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, Katie Bramanick, and our boy, Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. So do us a favor. Can we talk about how I thought that was Homer Simpson for the longest time? (laughs) Did you really? Yeah. It sounds like Homer Simpson. No, it's fucking Batman. I know, but listen, listen, listen. Oh, good for you. It sounds like Homer Simpson, doesn't it? Does it does, kind of. Yeah. I thought, Don't. Was, I thought it was Homer Simpson. Yeah, it does, kind of. So listen, spread the word for us. That's how we're going to make this thing happen, all right? Yeah, That's no, it. absolutely. Let you people guys, know about it. Become a on, fucking man. pooper. Spread Show, the word, man. Join this cool community that we have because they are amazing, and they, God, we have so much fun with them. It is a good And time. they're the ones who are going to, you know, watch me put my pants. all the cool stuff, man. Yeah. So listen. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Stay tuned for Milo on our YouTube channel. Stay tuned for Milo on our YouTube channel. (laughs) The Midnight Menagerie. The Midnight Menagerie. You all right? You all right? (laughs) Anyway, stay safe out there, passengers. Yeah, stay safe, passengers. And as always, choo-choo, motherfuckers. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. You son of a bitch.